Buckeye Bro Show. There's a lot of football not on the last list to talk about, which I'm sure we'll still talk about Cruz Ball, because let's be honest, even though it's out the devil, according to Bob Lamouche's mom, we just like slice, 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 slice. Well, America likes Well, the biggest thing was they said he was white. He started walking into the crowd. And so it was one of those things where you're like, is he on something? Because I'm pretty sure we all are a diehard wrestling fan or a pretty older wrestling fan. You've been around for a little while. We all remember Victor Victor. 
and how just, I don't want to say embarrassing, but just how uncomfortable that was. He got messy by his Right, right. And so, whenever you see actions like this out of Jeff it is, is kind of hard, hard not to, to, to jump to that, to that and have flashbacks to that, that moment that, 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 of Jeff Hardy. Uh, uh, my, my hope, and I knew this was sound strange. I want that. My hope is, I don't want to be hurt, but I'm hoping that you realize, damn, it's not way off there, and I'm getting out of here. It's a house show. Uh, I, think I think Friday will be pretty, pretty telling because tell, you know, schedule the team with Drew McIntyre against the uh, Happy Talk Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the professional The HTC. Uh, that, that way, me and him can't copyright it. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I think it's the first thing we all kind of think of. And again, Jeff Hardy doesn't deserve that. Uh, let's let me be honest on that, but it it truly it's hard not to think that it's it's really really difficult not to think you know that the worst has happened that he's had an unfortunate relapse and if he has that's awful but he needs grace and he needs forgiveness and he needs some understanding. That does not mean he has. I'm saying if he has, uh, people shouldn't be all, well, uh, same old Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's had a good, clean run for a long time. Mm -hmm. And addiction is always brewing. And so, again, we we don't know at all if he's had a relapse. We Mm -hmm. pray Matt Hardy said on Twitch last night that he spoke to Jeff and that Jeff is okay. Jeff is at home. Now, what does that mean? I have no idea. As far as uh, where he's at, but people, if if the worst has happened and he's had a relapse, Jeff needs to be shown grace and support. He should not lose his job. He he shouldn't lose his job one bit. Uh, let us know if we're echoing in the comments if you if you hear us. Uh, let us know how the audio is. I'm, I think it's, I think it's all, all, all good. But uh, what do you think? Um, if Jeff has relapsed, if big if, uh, what should WWE do regarding it? Uh, another rehab stay, probably. But should he lose his job and his eventual push that he looks like he's kind of getting? I I would say rehab is definitely the probable first course because at, at this point, it's either they send him to rehab or they release him. And who knows? And I don't, I almost hate that I'm going to say this. Maybe this is an attempt of Jeff Hardy to get them to release him so he can go elsewhere. Possibly. I I don't think Jeff's that kind of guy, but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route some people are willing to take to get out of there. 
I don't. I, I, I got to tell you, I think if you wanted out, I think you would just ask Vince to get out, and I think you'd let him out. Possibly. Out of the yeah. group. You know, because Vince, the one thing we all agree about Vince is he has great respect for the guys that have been around, been around a long time. And mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy is one of those guys. Right. So I think if he wanted out specifically, that I don't know if he would be released today, but I think Vince would certainly be willing to, all right, here's when your contract's up, or maybe we can renegotiate that and and, and, and send you off the right way. Because he certainly did when he wanted to go to Impact, when he right. wanted to go to TNA. Right. Remember he did the CM Punk storyline and all that. Uh, and he was much hotter in the business than than he is right now. And yet Vince was like, okay, we're not resigning. Fine. Uh, Art Franklin, we think we have it fixed. Hope so. Let us know in the comments. Uh, those damn technical difficulties. So. Yeah, we should be fixed. I, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Hopefully Jeff is well. Hopefully we see him on Friday Night Smackdown. And, and hopefully it's. Hopefully it was just a rough night. You know, maybe it was a, maybe it was a bad mental health night. Maybe it was. Let's not assume the worst. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Jeff deserves that. Again, I'm not saying that he didn't relapse. I have no idea, but neither do you. And if he did, the people that will go, "Oh, same old Jeff Hardy," shame on you, because uh, you know addiction's a a battle that never goes away. Uh, and he's had a great, great, I mean, think about how long he's been been sober. Thanks, Art. We appreciate it. Think about how long he's been sober since the uh, TNA days. The, you know, I think he was still on some sort of meds during the Hogan TNA years. Mm-hmm. But certainly by when he came back and did the deletion stuff with Matt, I mean, that was a sober Jeff Hardy. That You know, that was a. You know he's been he's been good for a while, so I mean we're talking about close to a decade. So I do I think people just need to uh, it, people need to show some grace and let's wait and see on all the facts. Yeah, would you agree? Any final yeah. thoughts on that before we move on to another uh, TMZ like <laughs> like topic? No, I agree with you, uh, especially at this point. The the best thing they can do for him. Is send him to rehab. I, honestly, I think the the worst thing they can do is release him, because even though he could go elsewhere, I think it's better if they have him at least under their their watch for now. If he did relapse, because even in the time span that it would take him, because if they release him, he still can't necessarily necessarily go to AEW or anywhere else for that matter for a while. Yeah, 90 days. So I think the best thing to do is keep him under their watch and send him to rehab if you really did relapse because if you let him go and let him be released and he has to wait 90 days to go anywhere to do the thing that he loves, that's 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 a death sentence for a guy like Jeff Hardy. That's a that's that's a hard. And I hate to be that blunt, but yeah. it is. It's a death sentence for a guy like Jeff Hardy. Even with his brother, you know, being elsewhere that could probably help him. It's the times where his brother's not there. That's and you know we've had this conversation with wrestlers that have passed away this year. Um, Daphne, it's the times where people aren't around. 
where it can be very detrimental. And frankly, that's what we're worried about with uh, Nate. <laughs> right. We're worried Absolutely. about where, where, where he's at mentally because of he's not being Ric Flair, the kind of character now, mm-hmm. uh, even though they're kind of one and the same these days. But but I'm talking about being able to perform and really be the, the Nate. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is concerning. Uh, again, let's let's hope that there has been no relapse. Let's hope for... Let's hope he had a bad night mentally, or let's hope he had an, a minor injury that that is very, very minor, and will take uh, uh, very little time to recover from. All right, on to the next thing. Speaking of flares, <laughs> woo! Charlotte Flair and Andrade have reportedly broken up. Now that's not like there's no. That's have you seen those reports? Yes. Now, so we don't know that for a fact, but it sure looks like it. It kind of looks like it. So let's talk about how that. Maybe he prefers redheads. Changes the landscape. (laughs) A lot of people have thought that Charlotte may be on her way out of the WWE here in the next, whenever her contract is up. Right. A lot of people have thought especially before the Dark Side of the Ring controversy, that we were going to see a pretty much a flare of palooza in hey. AEW at some point. Uh-huh. Well, now, now Andrade and Charlotte have reportedly gone their separate ways. Again, we don't know that for a fact. But do you think this makes it less likely that we ever see, let's start with Charlotte, did we ever see Charlotte in AEW? Yes. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, uh, do, you, do you think that kills any potential of that? Happening? I don't think it kills it. I don't think you ever could kill those rumors. Um, and depending on what happens with her father, if he ever does get the green light to ever go there, mm-hmm. which I think he would if given the opportunity, because some of his you know more or less friends right. are there. Um, some guys he's very close to. Old running I, buddies, yeah. Right, some old running buddies that I, I could see him definitely wanting to be around. Exactly. Uh, and not even them, like Mark, like yeah. Cho. I'm sure he'd love to be around those guys as well. Probably is, even outside of the ring. Uh, Jim Ross. Who he's, right, he Jim Ross. Um, so I, I imagine if he's ever given the green light, he'd love to go there. But I don't know. I, I With her, I just can't see it. The, the only thing is... I, I definitely don't think you could ever kill those rumors simply because there's going to come a point where I feel like she's going to get to a mindset where, okay, I've done everything here. Maybe I should go somewhere else. And rightfully so. Um, and that would be a fun new challenge for her. So it, it really just depends how bored she gets. Not so much about the Andrade thing, but it really depends how bored she gets. Well, uh, when she talked about it a few weeks ago, she said something along the lines of paraphrasing. Why would I do all this work just to leave? Yeah, and, and that's you, a good point. That headline. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what I, she said, but it was something close to that. Right. I don't remember the full quote, but yeah. But essentially, why would I do all this work just to leave? And I think that's that's, that's a fair statement. Like, yeah. I mean, legitimately, you look at the work, and I know people are, are upset at the fact that it's been the Becky and uh, Shasha and Charlotte show for like three years, four years now. But you look at the work that they did to put women's wrestling, at least in that company on the map. 
and possibly on the map in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, she has the biggest spotlight she could probably ever attain, maybe minus AEW at this point, to grow women's wrestling. Why not? Well, I also think that just like there's, you know, there's there's lifers in every company. Yeah. It's very possible that despite recent uh, disagreements or communication issues that she considers herself a WWE uh you know, lifer, you know, we, we uh, it's tough, you know, we call them WWE guys when we're talking about men, but, but kind of the WWE now, maybe she considers herself to, that she has to continue this brand and continue to, to be a, a part of all of that. Because mm-hmm. let's, I mean, and again, this is why I, I really stopped <coughs> the idea of, of Rick saying, I'll never go back to WWE. I don't even want him to do a package on me when I die. Ah, ah, they will, and yeah. they should, and they'll do a great job because that's what they do. You'll even get the ten bell salute if you shut up. Um, <laughs> so it it's one of those things where, yeah, there's fun opportunities in AEW. I mean, Charlotte Flair versus Brett Baker is the first thing that comes to mind, but maybe. Because again, and I know people are going to say, well, you're just a WWE homer. And to some extent, that is true. But I have a hard time believing, folks, that you can tell me that, that AEW is a bigger spotlight than WWE currently is and probably ever will be. When you're in the WWE, you work for the top company. I don't mean from a moral standpoint. I mean from a star standpoint, from a, a notoriety standpoint. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this world that's a wrestling fan knows who the WWE is. Everybody in this world who's not a wrestling fan knows who the WWE is. You cannot say the same for AEW. Maybe in five years, maybe in ten years, you can. I don't know. But right now, you can't. And so, I wonder if she's like, look, it's the biggest you can be. It keeps the flair name in WWE. Uh, I also think if she's staying in WWE for the long haul, I think it makes Nate more likely to... All right. I don't... (laughs) Because I do, I I think, purely speculative on my part, I think for a while there, especially after Rick left OWE this past August, Mm -hmm. I think there was this idea of, for lack of a better term, kind of a flair takeover of AEW, not really, but but, you know, like (laughs) them becoming huge pieces of the AEW puzzle. Andrade, a very talented up-and-coming star, despite the marbles he has in his mouth. Um, And Charlotte Flair arguably being the greatest women's wrestler of all time. And Ric Flair arguably being the greatest men's wrestler of all time. I mean, I think it made a ton of sense. And I think that Ric and Charlotte, for that matter, and Andrade would all be lying if they didn't at least say that crossed their mind, especially when when Rick was granted his release. This, I think, changes that because if she's staying in WWE for the long haul, and that's a big if. I know her contract reportedly has multiple years left on it, but but we have to see, you know, what is multiple years? Is that two? Because that's not really the long haul. That's a while but it's not the long haul. But if she's in WWE for the long haul, 
is Rick truly willing to uh, go to AEW and compete with his child in a way? I doubt it. Um, I maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. Um, you know, he's certainly not going to side with Andrade on a public standpoint because. Because no matter whose fault the breakup is, I don't care what. I, I have no idea. I don't know any details. But you're going to side with your child. That's how right. it works. Uh-huh. That's that's why the, the the last person you want to ask regarding the breakup is the parents of anybody. Because they're going to side with their kid. Yep. And they should. Especially when it's like Charlotte and Rick, like yeah. daddy's girl. Come on. So I think this does a. I think this does a wrestling TMZ. I love it. Yeah, I was wondering when you would see that. <laughs> uh, so I think this does a, a few things. I think it. I feel bad. I gave Vince an idea. <laughs> next week. Monday next Raw. week on Monday Night Raw, third hour. <laughs> They're gonna take Ms. TV and turn it into Ms. TMZ. <laughs> third hour is now TMZ Raw. Roll underground, TMZ roll. <laughs> oh, right. God. So, do you think this makes it more likely that one flare comes back to the WWE and the other flare stays? Yeah, I think that's pretty. And I don't think it's happening anytime soon. No. But I think Especially with the way Flair is, Rick has behaving. behaved himself yeah. lately. But you, don't, you never say never in this business. Right. We saw Warrior come back. Uh, Bret Hart mm-hmm. came back and is still, while not officially under contract anymore, still on very good terms with the company. Yeah. Which at one point he would have literally probably burned in a fire before being on good terms <laughs> with that company. Or set Connecticut on fire. Yeah. So the fact that, again, I suppose CM Punk is the one exception, though he's back in the game. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be a part of it anymore. Um, you can never say never. That's but, what don't we yeah. always say that in wrestling? Well, it's the beautiful thing about it. Like, I mean, despite you think about it for just a second, then we'll move on. Despite horrible health issues mm-hmm. and the ending of his career, whatever happened with Goldberg, and then a serious stroke a few years later, and plus the ugliness of his breakup with the company. And what happened with his brother and all those things. The fact that for a while, Bret Hart had another pretty much full-fledged run in the WWE, despite all those things, despite not being able to take true bumps, despite not being able to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. We saw Vince versus Bret in not a good match, but still, we saw Vince versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania. And there was a time, especially, like I said, the company, think, forget about how they felt about each other. Then Brett has serious health issues, and he had a severe stroke. And, and again, not a good match because of those health issues. But the fact that we saw it just proves that you can help. Brett Hart went on to become a U.S. champion again, if you recall that. Yeah. Like, as, as goofy as that was. <laughs> and it was goofy. Like, so don't say to me, well, Rick's, Rick's going to keep his word. Look, Rick's a company guy. Whatever company he works for is is who he likes. And, Um, you know, we've documented it quite often on this show. (laughs) There's one thing that can get old Nate to uh, feel a little bit different about his decisions. A little bit of that green. A little bit of that drinking money. 
little bit of that old green green. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall see. What happens? Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk a little wrestling. Oh, boy. No more TMZ? Don't For now. For uh, now. Though we'll, we'll do some speculating. Who else is going to break up? Find out next week. <laughs> Find out next week if Peyton and I survive. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Find out next week if Napper and Lauren really will be engaged. Find out. How's it going for you? Huh? Pretty good. Everything good over there? Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Lauren, Lauren we love you. Yay. One day we're going to have her on this show. <laughs> I mean, that would actually be pretty fun. Well, we'll bring we'll bring we'll bring uh, Peyton in. We'll bring Lauren in, and the, <laughs> the newlywed diversion of yeah, the term. The the gals that host the show. We'll just we'll just, we'll just, we'll just sit here and drink Pepsi. <laughs> All right, with our hands taped behind the chairs. Yes, and probably our mouth. Probably. Well, I guess that's gonna undo this drinking, but yeah, we'll figure it out. So they let us have a sip like every hour. <laughs> yeah, because I get parched. So me too. Let's talk Friday night SmackDown. Oh yeah, let's do it. Brock Lesnar is, of course, is back. Uh, our favorite top knot Viking, top knot uh-huh. that whole thing. And yep. so that he's got a top knot the whole deal. He demanded that Sami Zayn challenge Roman Reigns immediately. That did happen. Sami then took the big L. Mm-hmm. So, my question to you, sir, is what do you think of it? And then what do you think of this report that we're going to see multiple Roman and Brock Lesnar matches when we've already seen it 45 times? Uh, well, we got to get to 50, right? I, mean, I hope not. Like, they're great matches, but but if you have steak every night for dinner... Uh huh. You're gonna be in some trouble. I don't want st- like I love steak, but I don't want steak every night for dinner. I don't. Well, maybe I do. Do you want steak every night for dinner? What do you think? No, I don't. Uh, first things first. I hate the fact that they screwed Sammy. I really do. I understand they probably don't think he's probably gonna stay anyway. So I, I kind of saw that coming. I'm kind of mad Sammy wanted to begin with because I thought I should have gone to Jeff, but whatever. They went with Sammy. That's fine decision because he honestly, I think, deserves it at this point. They've made a running joke of him at this point. So I was kind of mad that they didn't stick with the Sammy. That being said, I enjoyed this segment, which is kind of the unfortunate part because I thought it was actually pretty funny. And it, it, it got Sammy over without really getting him over. Like, you could say that Brock buried him, but I really don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. I really think they did try to put put him in the spotlight as much as possible without giving him a title. So, on one hand, they did try to do him a little bit of a favor. The only problem is, is what happened in the match. Yeah, exactly. And got then he got mauled. <laughs> like, you can't even call that a beating. That was a mauling. And so they they it was counterproductive because they did so good at letting him have a segment with Brock Lesnar only to basically metaphorically and almost phys- met, like actually literally kill him in the same show. 
Why? Well, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll marinate on those questions for just a moment, and then we'll get in, uh, get into the what do we think of the Monoma matches. What we're going to do is let, let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back here in a few minutes, and we'll talk about what we think of, of Brock versus Roman reportedly happening uh, multiple times and all those things. So please stay tuned right here to the Turnbuckle, presented by Brewers Nation Productions, right here on Heel Turn Wrestling. We're also cross-platforming with Score on our network, and we're on our own for personal Facebook page to the Turnbuckle. Please stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few moments. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Custom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. All right, welcome back to the turnbuckle. After uh, that interruption. Right here on Bruiser Nation Productions, right here on Hill Turn Wrestling on Facebook. Again, cross-platforming with Scoring Our Network, and uh, right here on our own personal Facebook page, the Turnbuckle. Uh-huh. If you're watching us for the first time, for whatever reason, please give us a like, give us a share, let us know what you think. Give us a, give us a few comments, anything. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we can only grow this thing as much as you will allow us. So please, if you're watching us for the first time or the second time or the 45th time or the 17th time or the 223rd time, give us a like. If you're that person, I want to meet you. Give us a like. I really do. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We love you. And we also apologize for any uh, therapy mental breakdowns you might have. So... Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to, to the show. show. Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. And that oh. was our dance break. All right. Uh, yes, we have those. Usually, I, I have beverages that I consume. I don't have any today. I miss Carmella and uh, our truth dance breaks. I miss when Vince took part in the dance break. I you too. Although he's back on TV, so maybe he will. We'll, we'll talk about that later on in the show. What were we talking about? We've been talking about the one and the only Barack Lesnar. 
So, we saw what happened with Simmons. We talked about that some. I'll give you, yep. Let me give you my thoughts on that. Um, Sami Zayn, uh, I don't think he'll be in WWE much longer. I, I expect him to leave in the early part of next year. But I thought this was a was a, a good segment because the reality is he can't. Uh, the reality is he isn't going to be able to take on Brock Lesnar like realistically. That's just the truth of it. I would have loved it if they somehow would have swerved us and he wins yeah. against Roman. Because again, not because I think it's like the right thing, but because chaos. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I want to watch the world burn. I want to see something. Whoa, didn't see that coming. Same thing with Liv Morgan last night. I, I wanted to see her win. Yeah, I did too. Because I'm like, why can't we just do something? Why can't we have nice things? Liv Morgan being champion is a nice thing. It's a very nice thing. Liv Morgan is a nice thing. Is a very nice She's not a thing, sir. She is a woman. She's a nice one. Mm-hmm. God bless. So... I love you, Peyton. <laughs> love you, Lauren. So. Uh, we're going to hell. Probably. So, <laughs> let's go back to Lesnar. Okay. The reports are we're going to see multiple. Uh-huh. Let me read it off just right. Uh-huh. Roman Reigns is going to take on Brock Lesnar day one. We are Oh, boy. That. It was noted by uh, Dave Meltzer. Of course. That the Lesnar versus Reigns main event at WWE Day 1 is just one of the matches in the series, which is planned to be a multi-match series between the two. What do you think about Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns multiple matches? I don't like it. Well, okay, I take that back. I like it, but I don't. The reason I don't like it is because, like you said, we've seen this 45 damn times. What the hell? Seriously? We have to do this 50 more times? Like, come on. After And I think the reason it's so frustrating is because you know if it's multiple matches, there's a strong possibility one of those is going to be at WrestleMania, which we have seen, as you pointed out, not really, but 45 times. Why? Like hyperbole could be 17, could be 32, could be 43. I mean, it was like five, but, yeah. you know, we got to exaggerate because it's been 45 times. Um, So it's, it's frustrating from that standpoint. The only reason I say I do kind of like it is because that means we're going to get more of this Brock Lesnar. And I do like this Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm intrigued by this Brock Lesnar, and I like the way this is going, and I want to see if they can pull it off. Well, I'm conflicted. Like, I love this Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the be- <laughs> it's arguably the best Brock Lesnar ever. Possibly, yeah. Uh, it's certainly the best. Character. It's certainly the best baby face. Yeah. Uh, and it's It's the best character development he's ever done. And it's certainly the best he's ever done on his own. Especially on the mic. Relatively, he's on his own. I'm sure Heyman's feeding him a lot of lines, but probably. But as far as he has to go out there and kind of do it himself, I mean, he's got to cut it. Uh, yeah, I'm conflicted. On one hand, to their credit, Rock and Broman always put on bangers. Uh huh. Some are better than others, no doubt. But I can't think of one time that I thought, "Boy, that was lackluster." No, I can't either. Uh, so 
I so I know Brock probably hates the. What was the one? There was one of the WrestleManias, didn't he throw the title after he won it? Yeah, he threw, threw it at Vince. Yeah, that was thirty-four, I believe. Yeah, New Orleans, and Vince goes, oh, but <laughs> if you watch the, <laughs> but. <laughs> Made yourself laugh? Yeah, just because I'm thinking of Vince yelling it. <laughs> but I can't really yell it because we're not supposed to. But <laughs> but we've said worse. Yeah, we have. So, my thing is, I'm conflicted. On uh, one hand, great matches. Mm-hmm. Badass matches. Mm-hmm. On the other, where's it go? You can only you can only false finish so many times, right? And uh, that's the thing. At some point, you got to imagine Brock's either going to beat him, or that means you're telling me you're going to have Brock lose every single match that they have. Which means again that Roman gets into Hulk Hogan territory, which is right. Who the hell beats the guy because if you beat Brock Lesnar like four times or three, even times, three times in succession, it. There's nobody that can beat you. And, not, like, I'm sorry, not even The Rock at that point yeah, because, is believable. Because let's keep in mind that is is I know that The Rock's a WWE icon. Right. But let's take it, let's take a step back for a second. The Rock hasn't had a genuine match. Mm-hmm. Like, he had the small 30-second thing at WrestleMania 32. Mm-hmm. But other than that, when's the last time he had a genuine, like... <coughs> Like, other than being Eric Rowan for half a second. Poor Eric. Poor Wyatt family. Poor dead. Very true. On that on that front, they did some great things, but on that one, that was like, they're, they're, it's one of those, well, you get the rub because you're working with the rock. Maybe if I get something in. <laughs> he rock bottomed me in two seconds. Come the on. The rock hasn't had a, if, if memory serves, the rock hasn't had a true, genuine, full-fledged, Match since WrestleMania 29 against John Cena. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, I forgot to take the TMZ off. <laughs> All right. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, that's the last time he really genuinely had a true match. Right. I would agree. So we are building towards WrestleMania 37. Mm-hmm. Or 38. What is it? I think it is 38. Yeah, 38. Okay. And then some say the match may not happen until WrestleMania 39 in L.A., right? Yep. You expect me to believe that he's going to lay out the game 10 years and he's going to come back and be the best you've got? Yeah. There's really, And the sad thing is there's only one other guy. Actually, there's two. One, I don't think they could make believable at this point, even though he is who he is. But I also think he's just flat out done anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But Taker is one <clears throat> to finally get that retribution for winning. But that also means you're giving him the flipping title. See, I, I think I think you'd be. Uh, I've I've thought I've said this for a little while, as you recall. I think you're best served to have Taker lose this year. Yeah. I, I I do. I, I think you. I, I've said that number one. I don't think Taker should have his last match in front of nobody. No, I, I've made that very clear. Number two, I don't think he's had his last match. I know that's they believe that they're not lying to you, 
but something comes up sometime. Even Rick actually on his podcast recently was asked the same question, and he flat out said he thinks he's done. So we'll uh, see. The other one was Triple H, but with everything he's got going on with his health issues, you're in it. Like, because if you have the boss man beat him, it's like okay, whatever. Like they can make that work. There's only it's it's so tough because the way you've built it and the way you're going to continue to build it is again I, I I don't think you do have Taker win. I don't if you ever have that match again, I think again like like I said on the show, I think it might have been a month now. Mm-hmm. I think you haven't beat the holy hell the Undertaker. I think you uncomfortably that way Taker has one more match and can really do the job for him. Mm-hmm. But like you let him get his stuff in, but at the same time, yeah, like he, he hits beats one, the yeah, shit out right. of him. He hits one tombstone or, or something like that, just for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. But other than that, I think he just obliterates him. Do I think that ever happens? Probably not. I think it's much more likely we see Taker do some sort of nostalgic thing at a Saudi show down the line. Mm-hmm. I know that they say he's retired, and I believe that. I'm not. I mean, not, he kind of did a nostalgia thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're not they're not lying to you. I'm not suggesting that anymore. They they truly. I'm saying something. Hey, this is a really cool offer. Do you want to try this? Sure, I think that's possible. We'll see. Anyway, we're not we're not here to talk about that at this moment. Nope. My thing is is Brock the guy to beat Roman? I think yes. Yeah, I think he is because, it, like you said, if Brock Lesnar loses three to four straight times against Roman Reigns, who is it? You you have devalued Lesnar. You have devalued Lesnar, and then you've made Roman again the modern day Hulk Hogan because who the hell can beat him? <coughs> who you know who the hell could possibly beat him if if Lesnar can't get it done? Here's what I do. If 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 I am booking this cluster, mm-hmm. because I don't think you should have multiple matches, I think day one should be it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have multiple matches, then I want multiple finishes. Here's what I mean. Brock Lesnar should win a day one. Mm-hmm. Then he should narrowly lose the belt of the Royal Rumble. Then you have a winner-take-all... I don't think you announced it as never happen again. But, but, <laughs> yeah, because they pulled that once. But like, first time ever, never gonna, ha- never to be seen again. But but you can do kind of what you did with like Taker and Brock, which was <coughs> they acknowledged that the Hell in a Cell was the end of their story. They didn't say it'll never happen again, but it was heavily implied. Yeah, I think you do the same thing with Brock and Roman. I think WrestleMania. It is heavily implied to see another story. That way, if you ever want to do the match again in a few years, it's there. You didn't handicap yourself. Right. It's there. If, you know, if WrestleMania 40 or 45 or something, it needs a huge, we'll see where both men are at that point. That way, if you need it, mm-hmm. okay, aside, it is marquee. Like, it doesn't get bigger. No. It does get, the one thing I'll give this is this gives day one a big feel. Yeah. Because all can aside, as much as I don't want to see it several times, <laughs> Roman Rangers brought Lesnar is about as big as you can get nowadays, mm-hmm. other than bringing in a part timer, like John Cena. Yeah, so it's and Lesnar is a part timer, but I mean someone that is really, genuinely doing other things and is a part timer. That's that. That's what I'm saying. Is 
I I think you do multiple finishes here. I think you I think you have Brock get one, and I think you have Roman get one because neither one of them are chasing the Cena Flair record, so you can afford to kind of hot, hot potato it. Prove that these two are the big fish. Because in it, honestly, you could do it to where Brock not necessarily cheats, but kind of gets that retribution yeah. for getting the like he he does a crook way to get it back. But it's okay because they screwed him first to where he's not really a heel even at that point still. Um, because I, I think it's, I think you got to keep it this way to where Brock is the baby face, Roman is the heel. Yeah, I, I, I think Roman is a heel for a long time. Coming. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, my thing is this I think somehow or another, and I don't know how you pull this off, is I haven't got there yet, but I think day one, Lesnar wins. I think yeah. day one Lesnar wins. Roman wins at Royal Rumble. <clears throat> and then I would do a triple threat with potentially McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yeah. So just switch it up a little bit. And maybe finally McIntyre gets his moment in front of everybody. Maybe. And Le- Lesnar can eat the pin because Lesnar will probably take more time off. Yeah. Uh, Go back to Saskatchewan. Yeah, his you know that where way he, he can be the ultimate Canadian alpha male. Where he hunts, eats, and kills. Yep, that's it. That's all he does. I laugh so hard. Although he messed it up, he should have said eat. He shouldn't have said eat last. He should have said kill last. Like he put so much emphasis on eat. Like no, put it on kill. But I get it. It's the WWE, and you can't say that very much. Well, unless you're Goldberg, who doesn't give a damn. <laughs> okay, That's something that I think me. might factor in here. <coughs> the way they build. I'm not saying we want to see that. I want to understand. This is not my. I don't know. This is not my provocative Goldberg thing. I do. I'm not in that <laughs> mode right now. Okay. I want to make that clear. But I'm saying the way that Goldberg is viewed in WWE folklore, in kayfabe. I think he's a possibility of of facing Roman or beating Roman or something because he has one more match on that contract and it's hard to believe they won't do that match. Because I forget already. Did he beat Bobby? He did beat Bobby at Crown Jewel. Yeah. And, you know, speared him through the table. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. So I, I just wonder if that doesn't factor in. Very well could. You know, and what I mean is, you know, Roman takes Goldberg lightly. You know, very lightly. He's an old, broken-down war horse, right? Goldberg gets a quick dub. Somehow or another, Goldberg gets ahead of himself the next night or the next SmackDown or whatever. Right. Eats the pen. Something to kind of, because okay, this, as good as this run is for Roman, it's getting a little monotonous. It is. I think we have to agree with that. Because <coughs> the thing about the thing about holding the title for this long and being on TV the whole time is it unless you're a diehard fan of the guy gets bland. And the reason I think part of that is is because back then there were multiple guys, and I mean multiple, where on any given day could be thrown into that title picture. And you're going, all right, let's do this. Now anymore, it's like a handful. Like, especially you look at, well, especially with the brand split. Like, that doesn't help either. Because mm-hmm. you look at SmackDown roster and you're looking at, like, okay, McIntyre's one, obviously. 
Brock is one. Um, I mean, after that, after that, I, it, it takes a minute for me to even think who else is on that it, roster. It takes serious building to get anybody. Cesaro, I guess. But he's never won the big one. Sheamus, I guess. Pose he did beat him in five fifteen. Uh, but. But like you said, I mean, it would take serious building and booking to get there. And I think that's part of the problem is the ones that they do count on and do build. It's like, great. But after that, like, you're not building anybody else to continue this on. And you kind of do it in the same storyline. So it kind of becomes a double-edged sword for them. Yeah, they get the storyline sometimes with some of these guys like a McIntyre or Brock Lesnar. But after a while, you start running out of guys. We're running out of guys. It was the same thing with Bobby. You look at Bobby and the run that he had, and it was great. He beat so many guys, but we all at one point said, who beats him next? Who can actually beat him? What? Like I said, I think it gets to the point where if it's not Brock, and I think it is, I think yeah. at some point it is. I think it's got to be, or because you can't do this another year. I no. don't think. And, and all it takes is one loss, and it's not like that devalues yeah. Roman yeah. Reigns. It proves he's beatable because everybody should be. Like, yeah. Like <clears throat> John Cena's won sixteen world titles. That means he's been beaten sixteen times. Obviously, been yep. more than that, but I'm saying beaten in the big moment. He's been beaten for the championship 16, 16 times, times, at least. Right, you know, and he's in the conversation for greatest of all time. Ric Flair, same thing. Yeah. Randy Orton, same thing, but 14 times. Triple H, countless others. Mm-hmm. Like, Hulk Hogan is a 12-time world champion. That means the 12 times... Patriots have won what six or five Super Bowls? Yeah, six Super Bowls. They've lost quite a few though too. Yeah. Like everybody's got to lose some. It just, it's it fine. Just, like the Lakers and the the Celtics, they won how many championships? Right. But they also had to lose quite a few too to get there. And so my thing is this: I think it takes a part timer to come in if Brock, if Brock getting the guy, and then. If Brock isn't the guy, because the reality is we don't, The Rock doesn't know if he'll be available in a year. No. He doesn't, even if he tells you he will be, mm. if he gets a great offer, he's going to take that offer. And I, and I begrudgingly respect that. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. You know, <laughs> plus, another year from now, he's neck deep in the XFL. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Like, but. he's the new owner of the XFL, which means I have to figure out if I'm going to support that. Oh, I will. Well, you don't hate the guy. No, that's true. He did kind of steal Vince's baby. So. But I probably will support it because I, I like football. I like football, too. And I wouldn't mind an alternative to the NFL because the NFL yeah. gets a little. Yeah. Although this year has been interesting. Yeah. Uh, so my my thing is this. We don't, like, I'm going to give him the bit of the doubt, but there's no way that The Rock has any idea if he's truly available. He can say he is. You don't know where your projects are going to be, what you're going to be doing, what, what might happen. There is no way of knowing. 
Nope. And so, and honestly, that could, that coin could be flipped to the other side. We talked about it last week. Roman's possibly looking at yeah making that jump. So we don't know what his availability is like. And so, if you can't pull the trigger now, then you may not ever have. That you're not gonna. Yeah, you're probably not ever gonna be able to pull it anyway. So, you know, that's where I want. <coughs> that's, where, that's where I genuinely wonder. Is, you know, do you get a part timer involved? It's not Brock. If Brock hitting the guy, do you get Goldberg to get a, a hook or crook win real fast? Because you can make the argument mm-hmm. why I wasn't ready. Because you know he does the boom, 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 and that's it. Mm-hmm. Does John Cena somehow get back involved and, and you give him the belt for a half a second a night just to win beat the record? I'd be okay with that. I, I, I you know, I don't know, but the reality is, in my Shit. view, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. It's all right. Cena, Lesnar, Roman, all at, all at WrestleMania. Why not? I mean, that's the big. That would be all <laughs> actually big. even better. Cena, Roman, Lesnar, Steve Austin. I think Steve Austin's gonna host. I think so too. But hey, I can. But, hey, if he's the host, he can put himself in matches. Sure, he could. I mean, look. I mean, technically, they didn't put themselves in the match. But look what the New Day did when they were the host. They booked a new opponent. Yeah, all of a sudden, they, they signed the Hardys to they, <laughs> so, so anything's possible. My thing is though, if they if they go with a triple threat like that, it's the biggest WrestleMania event potentially of all time. Yeah, big time. You know, it, at least the biggest in Hogan and Austin. Yeah. I mean, it's Texas, of course. They got to go big. Uh, you know, you you do. You just wonder. But I think uh, Brock Lesnar should be the guy because if Brock Lesnar is not the guy, then who the hell is the guy? The guy. Now, I want to say this. I think he should agree to work a little, keep working the schedule he is, which is apparently more than we're used to. Because the fact that he's already back by now is surprising. I thought for sure he wouldn't be back to the Rumble. I did too. So if he's gonna, if there's, let's say there's fourteen pay per view events a year, mm-hmm. if he agrees to work six to seven, put the belt on him. Yep. Anything less than that? No. Nope. And I mean, I'm hoping for more than six to seven, but I but I'll take half. I'll take half because I respect the fact that probably for Brock's mental health, he can't be he can't be out there full time, or else he's gonna end up on TMZ. <laughs> so that's my thought. Uh-huh. What do you think? Uh, let us know, Buck Brigade. Is Brock Lesnar the guy to beat Roman Reigns? Is he it? I think he is because <coughs> let's not forget that Brock Lesnar is the greatest athlete walking the face of this earth, in my opinion. Uh-huh. He is. I think he could, I think he's a better athlete than any human being walking the face of the earth. He damn near made the NFL after a torn groin, he was ripped all the way up. Mm. He he is an absolute freak, and he still had kids. You want to talk about realism, AEW, and realism, and things feel feel differently, and all that. There is not a wrestler on this planet more real than Brock Lesnar. He makes you go, "Was that real? Was that the plan?" I'm talking about diehards like us that, that know everything. That actually makes me think of the uh, the interview that Heyman did one time for uh, Inside the Ropes. Mm-hmm. Where he tried to plant the seed in everybody's head that maybe, just maybe, Brock Lesnar decided, I'm going to take some liberties. I'm going to beat the streak this time. Yeah. And, and may, like, in, there's nobody else 
very few people in professional wrestling where you can go. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Because think about it. A frail undertaker at 50 years old, <laughs> he could get his ass beat by Brock Lesnar legit and pretty much say, stay down or else I'm going to kill you. Yep. So my point being is that's that's realism. People talk about, you know, it's... It's still Brock, real to me, damn it. Brock Lesnar adds a, a layer of legitimacy because he's better than any athlete walk the face of in my opinion. Any of them. Name them. LeBron James, not squat. Usain Bolt, not squat. Name any great athlete you want. I guarantee you, and my personal belief is this, Brock Lesnar is a better natural athlete than all of them because he's got a natural freakish ability Again, he was the last person cut when he had a toy groin. He never had any experience in football. He played a little in high school. And he like won in the UFC with diverticulitis. And think about it. If he didn't have diverticulitis, what kind of animal would he be? <laughs> he probably wouldn't even be a WWE at this point. Think about it. He, and hell, he's not a naturally trained wrestler. He just took to it. He doesn't even like wrestling. And yet, he's going to be in the conversation for one of the greatest of all time. Maybe the greatest of all time. John Cena considers him to be the best right now. That's coming from John Cena. And say what you want about John Cena, depending on where you are on the Cena sucks or not. That's high praise. Give this guy the belt because let's be honest, Roman Reigns can't carry his jockstrap. Nobody can. Nobody can. And hell, he's only getting better because guess what? He did his damnedest to make Drew McIntyre. He did his damnedest to make Sami Zayn Friday night. He's he's only getting better. So the fact that <laughs> quote-unquote past his prime, he's getting better? Think about it. He made a babyface turn when nobody thought he was ever going to talk by himself think, ever. Think about it. He he's going to go down because of his because of his part time schedule and his very very little part. You know, he only had two full time years. Right. He will go down, in my opinion, as one of the most underrated of all time as far as drawing ability, as far as selling ability. There's nothing he can't do. He's a natural at it. Imagine if he actually cared. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. <coughs> Is the main man ready? No, not yet. No. Oh, well, stupid son of a... I know. Okay. All right. Any final thoughts on Lesnar before we move on to War Games? Mm, no. Okay. Not really. Should Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns? If so, when? Yes, I would say day one is probably. I, I like your idea. Day one, either that or it's got to be the Rumble. It's got to be the one in the next two matches. But um, what a great day, day! I mean, January first has got so much going on. I know Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl. Bad Bowl, great, great other football games, and then day one, Cincinnati, Bama. Buckeyes going to beat Utah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yep. Don't think so. Huh? I'll tell you what, Alex doesn't think so. No, he doesn't. Will you? Alex thinks a lot of things right now that I don't know if I agree with. Where Where would your panic level be if the Buckeyes don't beat Utah? It, dep it, it depends who sits out, because I think there are going to be some guys that sits, sit out. And that's, that's, let me tell you, that's travesty. It's the Rose Bowl. I know. Show a little damn respect. Yeah, well, draft and all that jazz. You're going to get your money. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. 
Um, for me, it depends who sits out, if there is anybody. Um, it depends how badly they lose. Because I, I do think Utah's a good team. Yeah, I think it's a good matchup. It, it should be a good matchup. It depends. First off, it really depends how much they run over Ohio State if they do. Um, and then it just depends how much Ohio State gives up. Because I think they can hang quite a few points on them. But it's how much they give up to Utah. Because defensively, right now, they are just, they're not great. I don't think they're terrible. They're not absolute trash like uh, Alex would have you believe. But um, they're definitely not good. You deal with some of those fair weather fans. I know. Because sometimes, and and I I say this to everybody. I say this about WWE, so this fits the wrestling. Oh, good. Truly. Are you a fan or are you a critic? Yes, acknowledge where your team, a WWE or an AEW or whatever, slips up and should do better. But then how about following that up with a positive comment? Right. I, I just don't, I do not understand at all, at all, at all, fans that go and just do nothing but criticize and moan and complain. Are you a fan or are you a critic of anything? I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's Buckeye football, Penn State football, WWE, AEW. If all you do is criticize, then you're not a fan, you're a critic. And frankly, let's, as far as football goes, Every now and again, give a little credit to the other team. They're not playing a scrimmage. Right. This ain't the spring game. Right. Like, I don't understand. I truly don't. People that just, they watch WWE and they complain. Or they watch AEW and they complain. Or they watch this and they complain. And they watch NWA. Like, if you don't like it, turn it off. Acknowledge where they fail. No doubt. I'm not saying everything is peaches and unicorns with Vince books. Yeah. We talk all the time about where he falls. I think we do a pretty good job of that. Like, yes, we complain and we critique about the the shows that these guys put on. But at the same time, like some of the other podcasts that I've listened to do, I feel like we do the same thing. We provide other alternatives for what they could have done for the stuff that we didn't like. Well, for example, I think we do a good job. Both of us acknowledge we'd rather not see multiple matches with Lesnar and Roman at this right. stage. But at the same time, same breath, it's exciting because you know they're going to put on great matches. Yeah. And you know their drawing ability. And we gave them a way to do it to where it probably would work out to where people wouldn't be that upset about it. And when I and when I watch, you know, when I watch Buckeye fans, and I'm not one, if you're just tuning in, I'm a Penn Stater over here. And, but when I watch, and Frank, same thing with Penn State. Yeah, every time they take, fire Franklin, well, he just signed a 10 year deal. So probably not going to happen. Uh, it's, look, are you a fan or are you a critic? Acknowledge what's going <coughs> short, but give a little credit to the other team and then acknowledge that, hey, there's another week of practice coming up. They might get that better. People go, well, they never, when, when we talked to, when I remember when, when the Buckeyes lost to Oregon this year, Ryan was, Ryan was, that was Ryan. Remember how downtrodden he was? Yeah. We did the red flag that like, like two days after the Oregon game. Uh huh. And I mean, he was just so negative. And guess what? Then they go on a run, and for a while there, and still, they they uh, they looked like the best team for a while, and they certainly have the best offense in the country. Yeah. And. And, and I never hear any fan go, and it happens all the time. I tell my father with the Reds, because he's one of those negative Nellies, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. What's up, buddy? Uh, that, speaking of the Buckeyes, they just made a uh, 
made a hire. Who you got? They hired Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you boys will get negative about that. Uh, I look forward to that. They actually like that. I like that idea. So we'll see. So, my, but my thing is, is if you're going to be a fan of wrestling, of sports, be a fan. Yes, be knowledgeable and and don't have a blind eye for everything they do. Like wrong, but for God's sake, for God's sake, let's not act. Let, everybody acts like they're Nostradamus. No, you don't. You don't know as much as you think you know because you don't work there. You don't work there, and you couldn't do it yourself. <laughs> Ryan put one of the group chats. Thank goodness, Ryan or Alex is finally happy for a chance for a moment today. Well, boy, well, you know when Ryan goes, yeah, right. That's why I brought it up because it's like, man, you know if Ryan's talking about somebody else not being happy. Whew. Uh, BK, <laughs> thank you. His comment says, of course, most fans are critics. It's easy to be one when you can hide behind a sin button and you don't have to explain yourself. Amen. Amen. I'm not I'm not saying don't criticize the WWE, don't criticize AEW. But if you truly just do nothing but bitch, then turn it off. Then you're kind of a bitch. Turn it off. Like, if you can't find something that you enjoy about the WWE product, stop watching. If you can't find something you enjoy about the WWE product, that does not mean we can't go, hey, they're getting that wrong. Right. Hey, they're getting that wrong. I, th- I think Becky Lynch should have lost a little morning last night. Mm-hmm. They got that wrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Rest but of the show I'm, is pretty but good. I, but I'm hoping the day one might be her moment because it took Becky Lynch another cheating finish to get it done. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do a, a no DQ match. Maybe you do a steel cage. Oh, yeah. We don't get enough of those with the women. Maybe there's, uh, maybe I'm saying maybe there's something we don't know the grand plan. I mean, I get it. They're pretty, but can we please let them smash each other in a freaking steel cage? Amen. Hey, Please, hell, put let them, them hit, hit each hell, other with kendo sticks. Hell, Come on. Hell, put them in hell in the cell. I don't care. Yeah, do that again. That was fun. You know, but I do. I get so annoyed just because if you're a, because if you don't do something, we all choose to do these things. We, I choose for some reason to watch Monday Night Raw for three hours every Monday, unless the Bengals are on Monday Night Football. <laughs> right. We all choose to watch AEW. It, it just, it is the way it is. All right. Let's talk a little war games. Okay. Another thing people want to criticize. <laughs> team 2.0 defeated the team black and gold. I don't want to so much talk about the match. We will. But the much bigger story coming out of that is it appears Johnny Takeover is, well, he's certainly no more because takeovers are no more. But it appears that Johnny Gargano... Not confirmed yet. He'll even be on NXT tonight. But it appears that Johnny Wrestling is on his way out of the WWE. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Unfortunately. Um, when I said when I saw that gear, I went, oh, he's gone. Yeah, I did too. And honestly, just the promos. and it, like, it, it would be very awkward if they did all that they did. The backstage segments. And really kind of highlighting that this was probably his last match only for them to bring him back. It just seems like it would be weird. Now, weirder things have happened. Yeah. I mean, they fired uh, Drake Maverick and then brought him back in like a week later off of some 
Twitter video yeah, that he did. Because he got all upset. Because he cried. <laughs> I remember that next time I get fired. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I would be very surprised if it it's not the case. And I, you know that's fine. I think. I think honestly, he did everything he could in NXT, and I don't think he wanted to go to the main roster. And I don't honestly blame him at this point. Um, but yeah, with everything that they did and everything you saw out of, like he started the match. As soon as he started the match, I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is it." Uh, obviously, he has some sort of announcement tonight. I think that's a goodbye. I yeah, assume. that's which, um, which I think shows you just how much the NXT crew values. Yeah, the wrestlers. Yeah. I think it. I think it shows just how how good he's been to WWE, to be honest. Yeah, and and vice versa, uh, because it's rare you see true send offs. Mm-hmm. Last time we really saw it was Dean Ambrose. Right, they left pretty on good terms. Mm-hmm. That's why I wouldn't be surprised someday if you see him back in WWE. I don't know that that'll ever happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. And so. We have to accept something here as, as fans. The NXT we know is over. It's, for, it's gone. For better or worse, it's, 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 it's dead. Now, I think there's some things that's awful. I think there's some things that... I think there's some things that it's... Uh, you know, good for I, there's some things about NXT 2.0 I enjoy. Yeah, some things I hate. Some things about the original NXT I loved. Some things I hated. It's how it works. Yep. Uh, I'm glad the Vince is taking more of an interest. That way, hopefully, they don't look like completely different characters when they get up there. Um, Johnny Gargano leaving. How big of a loss is that for WWE in your opinion? <coughs> big I, loss, not a big loss. What do you think? I don't think it's a big loss. It, it's kind of a big loss for NXT, more so than anybody else, just because they lose a good hand. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it's not a knock against Johnny, but he was never the guy. He was never the guy. Like, he was he was the guy, but, like, I'm trying to find a guy to compare him to. Um it's a bad example, but he's kind of like show in, in the sense that he was never the top dog, but he was a guy, you knew you could count on to do what, what needed to be done. There's a couple other really good examples, but I can't think of any off the top of my head, but that's what Johnny was. John and still is. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like he's gone, but like, mm-hmm. Johnny is the kind of guy, and who knows, maybe in another company he can be that guy and probably will be. But in NXT, he's the guy that you knew you could get a five-star match out of. Maybe you didn't want to see him, or maybe you didn't want to put him in the the main event, but you knew if you needed to, it was going to be good. If you needed to put him down in the middle of the card, it was going to be good. If you need to put him at the very beginning of the card, it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. So he was that kind of guy. So it's going to be a bad, a bad deal for NXT from that regard. 
but they've also shown that they've got a pretty good crop of talent that's coming up. So as much as it's going to suck to see him go, I don't think they're that strapped with him leaving. Well, well, I think that here's the guy I I would compare it to. Here's what I think you're looking for. Correct me if I'm wrong. Triple H. Triple H was the guy that worked with the guy that did the money. Yeah. And that's that's what, how Jim Cornette described him, and I think that's perfect. No offense to, to you know, Triple H. He's a Hall of Famer, as we know, with DX, and someday will be on, on his own. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is Triple H wasn't ever the top guy. They can build him like he's the top guy, but the only reason they build him like he's the top guy is because he's married to Stephanie McMahon. That's just the fact of it. Right. They're both very solid B-pluses. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I know that, you know, that's what they call Daniel Bryan. That's not true, obviously. They they didn't think that was true then. That's why they said it. But genuinely, Johnny Gargano is a B plus. He's not an A. He's in the hall of the very good. He's not in the hall of the elite. Mm-hmm. He's Penn State. He's Michigan. <laughs> They're good. Might even have a good year. But until you do it consistently, like the Buckeyes have, you're not elite. Right. And that's where I believe Johnny Gargano and Triple H, for that matter, sit, and other uh, countless other guys. Right. You know, I, I'm not. You know, B pluses. B plus. Uh, because the reality is, we need to get out uh, as wrestling fans, as fans, as sports in general. We need to get out. Of everybody's great. Not everybody is great. Everything is awesome. Like, there's a reason that icons are icons. Because they're better than everybody else. Doesn't mean they're all bad. Doesn't mean everybody else is bad. It means they're extra special. So this is probably going to be a a mean example, but you're all going to sit here and tell me that Dana Brooke is really that good. Damn, Corey Graves just joined the... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. There's some people think she is. Yeah, there's some people. There's some people think Michigan's that good. Yeah. I still think the Buckeyes are the better team. It's weird. So do I. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Even after you tricked me last week. Want to say it again? No. Hail no. to the Shut up. I said hail to the... All right. You want to try it again? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm you. Yes, you are. Hey. I just didn't get it to it fast enough the first time. Okay. <coughs> I should have seen that coming. So what we're going to do yep. is we're going to take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, Mr. McCarthy's going to be here. Yeah. Have you seen the message? Yeah, I saw it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back, Mr. McCarthy's going to be here. He's going to give your thoughts on War Games and Dynamite and even Monday Night Raw. 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 The claw. All right, we'll be back. (laughs) 
Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good.
And welcome back, everybody. And yes, look who it is, Mr. Clean yeah. Shaven himself, the Mac Daddy of all Mad Daddies. He's getting more tail in the Mansfield area than you've ever seen, I can promise you. Uh, so, Mr. McCarthy, how are you, Minister? I am wonderful. I mean, busy as hell. I just came back from Lima. I think I got home a half an hour ago. Nice. So, yeah. It's, it's your commitment it's, to this show is incredible, sir. I try. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you about is not war games. Oh, okay. I want to ask you about what are your thoughts on the Jeff Hardy situation? And then uh what are your thoughts on the Andrade and Charlotte Flair breakup? And I am not random pain, sir. Well, what? Why? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we'll start with um We'll start with Matt Jeff Hardy. I I hope it's just him pushing himself so far, and he was just worn out. I, I saw that Matt didn't really reveal anything. He just wants his brother to be okay, and it's his brother's story to tell. So I don't know what story needs to be told by Jeff. And quite frankly, he doesn't owe us a story. I mean, if he's fallen off the wagon – He's fallen off the wagon. It's not addiction's a bitch. Whether it's alcohol, pills, cigarettes, you know, you name it, it's it's a challenge and it's an everyday thing. I don't think if if that's the case, because I have no idea. He he could have been worn out. He's been wrestling a lot more lately than he was before. But if there if it's the case of another substance abuse problem, no one should be chastising him. If he needs help and he needs to seek help again, he should seek it. And I'm 100% behind him either way. It Addiction's a bitch, like I said. It's and People that have never been addicted to anything are never going to understand it. And if people that have been addicted to things chastise Jeff Hardy for this, well, then screw them. They know the struggle. Amen so to that. If, if, if he needs help, hopefully he gets it again. It's like it's a it's a daily battle. Sometimes you win it, sometimes you lose it. A- amen to that. Uh, uh, hope, but uh, my hopes for Jeff is that he has worn the hell out from doing everything he's been doing these past few months, and he'll be back at it, you know, next week. Let's hope so. Uh, we'll find out Friday as he is scheduled to be in a tag match Friday with uh, Drew McIntyre and the Happy Talk fellas. Oh boy, the happy guys. I mean, it'll be great. To, it'll be great to see Jeff and Drew, but the happy guys, Gluh. gross. All right. Uh, another thing, uh, Charlotte Flair and Andrade reportedly broken up. How do you think that changed the landscape? Can we can we kiss the idea of Charlotte Flair and AEW goodbye, or how do you view that? I don't think that was ever an option. At least not right now. I'm sure she's still got a few years on her contract. Um, if anything, they're professionals. So if her contract does come to an end and they want her in AEW, I don't think a past relationship with Andrade El Idolo is going to cause any issues with that. At the end of the day, they're professionals. This isn't the first and it won't be the last wrestling relationship that doesn't make it through. It is what it is. People move apart. Maybe being in different companies had something to do with their engagement falling apart. Maybe she's dedicating her time to wrestling and what's going on with Rick right now. And she didn't 
want to be in a relationship that that's always an option. It couldn't have, it, it very well may have been, Hey, I love you, but right now I need to focus on my career and my dad. So there may be no, you know, hurt feelings or animosity between the two anyway. Wouldn't it be something if old nature's caused yet another breakup in his life? Uh, <laughs> Ouch. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. All right. Now let's talk war games. Uh, war games. Ooh, what I want nice. to talk to you about though is not, not so much the match, but team 2.0 defeated team black and gold. Well, the first thing is first of all, let's talk about the real headline. Do you think that was it for Johnny Gargano and NXT? Uh, is he leaving WWE? What What do you think happens with Johnny Gargano? And if he is gone from WWE, how big of a loss is that in your opinion? I think it's a huge loss. It, out of everybody, he's definitely got um, a lot of ties to AEW like a lot of the guys in NXT did. So that's a, a big what if right now. Is he going to take these 30 days, wait it out, and show up on AEW TV? The, the bigger question is, what they lose and what he provided as a veteran player in this business. He can wrestle a good match with anybody. I mean, he's, I mean, and that's just, everybody knows that knows wrestling knows how good he is. I don't think he's a fit on the quote unquote main roster because they always do character changes and he doesn't need a character change. He showed that he can go heel, but still stay Johnny Gargano, just have a jerk attitude about it. He can be a huge baby face for AEW or on the main roster if they leave him alone. But that's the problem. They're, they're going to start writing scripts for him. I don't think he wants that. I think he wants to be in a position to help the younger talent and – have his character go the way he sees it should go. And I don't think they were willing to do that in NXT anymore. And if yeah. he wasn't willing to re-sign for longer than a week, that that's a huge red flag that he doesn't really want to be there. Well, I, I think that the, as I was saying to Napa before we went to break, I think the reality is the NXT that we, we know and quote unquote love, or if you, you know, depending on what your persuasion is to it, is over. Uh, NXT at the black and gold brand is done. It just is. Right, rightfully or wrongfully, it is. Uh, Vince and the boys have taken over. Now I know they say Shawn Michaels is the guy running the show right now, which <coughs> boy, there was a time where that would have been unheard of. <laughs> there was a time where he said Shawn Michaels is leading the, the show. My Ooh. God, the ship's gonna go off the cliff. So, uh, there's proof people can change, that's for sure. People can change. Because in 98, if you gave him control to a car, it'd been dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the reality is, is that NXT, you know it, is, is over. Is some of that good? Is some of that bad? Yes. I do think you're overselling just how big of a loss Gargano would be if he is gone. So, let me be, let me be clear before we get into this debate, because I look forward to it. Yeah, You do think he's leaving, even though he will be on NXT tonight to, to say something, announce something. I think he's leaving, because if he wasn't, he wasn't assigned just to make it through war games. If he was going to stay, he would have re-signed his extension for way longer than a week. 
Uh, but I have to disagree. I don't think it's a major loss. Like, yes, it sucks because he is he's tied to the black and gold brand. But let's be honest, Johnny Gargano is is he is a little bit more charismatic than Lance Storm. He's a solid B plus. He's not in the hall of the elite. Do you agree with that or not? I totally disagree with that because I mean I love Lance Storm, but nothing about Johnny Gargano screams boring to me. Did it take him a second to find his footing as a heel? Oh, yeah, it did. But he found it. He got comfortable with it, and he succeeded with the gimmick. And right away, he succeeded as a huge babyface for NXT. So I don't think wrestling-wise, sure, him and Lance Storm can be very comparable. But as far as promo skills and personality-wise, he's a, he's above Lance Storm. And I'm sure if we had Lance Storm to talk to about it, he'd wholeheartedly agree with us. Look, I'd love to have Lance Storm to talk to about it. But let's be honest, isn't Darty Gargano kind of Triple H-esque, as in he's the guy that works with the guy that draws a lot of money? Darty is not ever going to be the face of any company. Yeah, you're pro- you, you might be right on that, but that that might be why AEW is a perfect place for him. He doesn't have to be the face of the company. Yeah, but that wasn't the argument, but, man. That's but the argument I'm like, going. We're trying to fight here. But frankly, I don't like. Yeah, I think that's where he goes. But the reality is, is you're, there's no room. That's the other problem. Is right, they really are starting to run into a problem like, of? Can we social distance some of these hires? Like, there's no room. And you can say, oh, they'll go to Rampage. Rampage is only an hour long. And nobody cares about Rampage. It's it's the most irrelevant show of wrestling. I care. Nah, I wouldn't say it's the most irrelevant. All right. Impact Wrestling is the most irrelevant show on wrestling. More like Ring of Honor <laughs> at this point. Now the, well, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, impact second second closest. Like I'm not like I watch Rampage because I'm a mark. That's what I, I watch do. Impact. Like I'm I'm a mark. That's what I do. But I also know that nobody really cares unless you're diehard. Like unless you're Jason. If that makes it like does that make sense? Like I'm not saying I don't watch it. I do because I I have a problem. It's called I love this stupid thing. Some people need more cowbell. We need more wrestling. To to you know. McCarthy just talked about addiction. I can't stop. I'd like to. But there I am. But it's a daily battle. Every damn week. You know what I'm going to do, folks, when I get home today? I'm going to go watch the NWA. I'm going to go watch that for an hour. And then I'll probably get a snack. And then at some point tonight before I go to bed, I'll watch NXT because I have a problem. (laughs) By the way, we're not trying to downplay Jeff Hardy's issues, but he's got a point. We do all have a problem. Tomorrow I'll dial in for AEW Dynamite. Because why? I have a problem. I got a problem. Thursday, I'll get a little breather. But I guarantee you, because I have such a problem, I'll watch old wrestling clips. I'll look at these cool promos I've either seen a thousand times or never before, and I'll enjoy them. When is MLW on? Saturdays. Oh, okay. Yeah. So see, there's time to watch that. There's nothing going on on Thursdays? Like, you can watch NXT UK on Peacock, uh, and I have. Yeah, you got a problem. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't watch it regularly, because, first of all, 3 p.m. is a horrible time slot. They'd be like, well, it's for the people in the UK. It's Peacock. It's pre-taped. There's no need to have it there. Yeah. 
Like, you can't remotely get anyone in, in North America to care when it's at 3 p.m. You know what happens at 3 p.m.? I'm still thinking about lunch. I mean, I know y'all love the uh, live shows these days, but you, you could go back to taping, please. Please? Go back to tape. They do tape it. They're never going to do that. Oh, that's right. They do tape it. That's why. That's why it doesn't make any sense. Uh, um, Big Stevie C says uh, that uh, that Johnny Gargano is a solid B plus. That I chose violence. He is. Look at him. We had a comment in uh, in heel turns uh, chat that said Johnny equals Razor Ramon. <laughs> like, Johnny's a better wrestler than Razor, but Scott's mm-hmm. more iconic. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No one's gonna like. Like at the time, Razor wasn't the guy, but you could. Like, yeah, I don't the, know. The one, that one's kind of rough. You can say well, about well, Razor, me, though. I don't think that's a fair comparison. Let me be because I think Razor would have got pushed a lot more if he didn't have his addiction issues. Yeah, so I, I don't think that's really a fair comparison because Razor's momentum was halted a lot. Yeah, that's true. And you know, Judd Gargano has stayed relatively clean and hasn't had those issues and he's just where he is. Well, frankly, and, and I have great respect for Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. I'll make that clear before I say this. Great respect. Icon. But, but, <laughs> but, would, he, but would he be an icon without sniffing Hulk Hogan's ass? <laughs> or, or would he really? I because look, you can either think of the, the razor run, but but to a lot of people, to me, he's NWO, and that's because he 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 and Kevin are, are good pals. I think there's a chance because if you really look at it, and we're completely going off the rails here, but if you look at like the outside, we do. I know, <laughs> like because the outsiders when they first came in, they were over. Yeah, it didn't he hit its peak right. until oh, Hulk it, came oh, around? It was cool. It was badass. It was different. I'm right. not, I'm not downplaying it. So, uh, like, he could still probably be in that conversation, but but would he be as iconic as he is now? Would he be a two-time Hall of Famer? No, 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 not so, by a long shot. So, especially because, uh, frankly. And Shawn Michaels is honest to got another case of this. If Shawn Michaels didn't have friends in the right places, he'd have been blackballed. But for some reason, Triple H, Vince even loved like him. you said, I mean, but, but for some reason, Vince loved him, and then and then Triple H never didn't never was like I'm sick of you, where everyone else was like I'm sick of you, and then Triple H got in the right spot because, well, we know. And, I mean, that's the way it is. So, I'm not knocking Johnny Gargano. I'm not saying he's not great. But the reality is, Johnny Gargano is not the guy you build a company around. He's just not. And, frankly, even if he's better than what I'm giving him credit for, Shawn Michaels is not the guy you build a company around either. He might be the greatest technical wrestling of all time. He's not an iconic draw. The new generation didn't do good numbers. It's partially on him. I actually think I can turn this into a good analogy. Um, Tom Brady when the, with the Patriots is probably the guy you build a team around, right? The quarterback? Uh, yeah, especially Ramon. Yeah, sure. But like the more talented guy on the team at one time would be Randy Moss. Sure. 
That's what I attribute this to. Okay. Uh, In this she, case, Johnny Gargano is Randy Moss. Maybe not. That's a bad example, probably because Randy's you know Randy Moss, but. You're not going to, he may be the flashiest and may be the shiniest, you know, the shiniest toy on the roster, but you're not building this around him. He's a nice piece. He's a nice piece to the puzzle. But, but you can never go, Hey, Johnny, here's the ball. He's not the last, he's not the last piece that puts it all together. You never say he's our franchise player. And that sucks. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to downplay that. Uh, big Stevie sees as I'm just a Cleveland hater. No, I'm not because Dolph Ziggler is better than Johnny Gargano. Dolph Ziggler is the most underrated, underrated WWE wrestler of all time, and he is from right there in that that armpit we call Cleveland. Wait, he called you a Cleveland hater? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I do hate, I do hate Cleveland. I do, absolutely, yeah. I do. So do I. Uh, you know, the Browns are just miserable. Right? I'm glad that the same old Browns. Baker Mayfield isn't dangerous. But and anybody I, I guess but that's himself. That's kind of what I was saying when I said he's a huge loss. Like, yeah, I, I agree. You don't build a company around Johnny Gargano, but he can be a really good piece. He, he can be that because let's just be honest, probably the greatest thing he's ever done is that series with Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> we were watching a lot of these takeovers because of them. And you can create that. He might not be the reason a majority of the people tune in, but if you have him in the right place, whatever company he's with, whether he goes to the main roster, goes to AEW, goes to Impact, wherever he goes, he's that piece that the the hardcore fan will go, I know damn well I'm getting a good match here tonight, even if this is the only one. I know I'm going to see some good wrestling with Johnny Gargano on the card. The only thing with NXT, though, is I feel like they have a lot of those guys. They used to. I, I still think they do. I don't. Well, I have to. There's a lot of green here. guys that Vince? could have used Johnny Gargano a lot more like, to, to be there longer than he is. So like I, I said, I don't think he's staying longer because he would have signed a longer extension. But he's that guy that can wrestle anyone. I mean, look what he did with Von Breaker in the ladder match and at War Games. I actually have to agree with you on that, McCarthy. Uh, They're running out of guys like that because Vince doesn't want guys like that. Vince is taking it and turning it on its face because he he thinks it doesn't work. I'm sure it's not all him. Pritchard's got a great say. I'm sure Shawn Michaels does have a great say. But all can aside, when Triple H is not there to oversee it due to his health issues right now, Who's the next guy in line to you? If Triple H is down, who's the next guy in line to you? Do you instantly think that Shawn Michaels is going to get the final say? Nope. Who gets final say? Vince. Yeah, like that's the reality of it. And Vince looks at all those guys, unfortunately, because he's old school. And he looks at Johnny Gargano and says, okay, he might be great, but look at him. Look at him, pal. Because the reality (laughs) is, rightfully or wrongfully, Vince is 76 years old. He's not going to suddenly go look at that lightweight and go, he's a star. That's just how it is. I'm just picturing him calling somebody a lightweight. Like, it sucks. It's not right. But the reality is, Vincent Mann has one definition of what a true star looks like. And that's not Johnny Gargano. And that sucks. And so, yeah, I think Johnny Gargano should leave because he's going to die on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Vince isn't. Lo- like, if Vince didn't see something in carrying Cross enough to make it work, then Johnny Gargano is. Unless he's the next Rey Mysterio, he is a... Yeah, I was going to say, he'd be, I'm a so screwed. 
That's that's how that is. It sucks. Oh no! But the problem is, is AEW is getting so damn crowded. It looks like a public pool on a hot day in July. Yeah, fair. Because yeah, at this point, everybody's lost in the shuffle. Remember when Jungle Boy mattered? <laughs> now Christian's just cutting promos for him. It's because he doesn't like to. He'll never make it until he finally gets over that not liking to cut promos. Where he's kind of getting there. But he's got to he's, he's got to cut some more. I, I do not disagree with you. All right. Uh, any thoughts on the actual match before we move on to the other person that is probably leaving the company? It was solid war games match. There was just nothing behind it. It just happened too fast. I was at I least felt- I was at least impressed that they took a story that didn't really have a lot of legs, and I thought. Got a solid B plus out of it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like in that, honestly, I'll probably say that about a lot of these matches. But you really look at the build up that they had, and it really wasn't that much. And especially with the concept of Team Black and Gold versus Team Two like yeah, it's a good story, but there was really nothing to it. Especially with some of the people that they threw into this match, and you're just like, really. But I thought they got a good solid B plus out of it. Well, I think I think what it's meant to symbolize, I think it was Vince and Bruce's way of symbolizing that look, black and gold is dead. I think that's what it was about. I think we're we're in this new That was my only only really big critique is they kept hammering that home. You know, I think we're in this new colorful uh just It's so pretty. It looks like it looks like the Beatles on acid. Um (laughs) or the wiggles. Uh, or the rosebuds. <laughs> um, looks like they got a. <laughs> looks like a, they got a paint gun and just went to town. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Teletubbies just threw up all over this thing. This is getting weird. It's getting really weird. <laughs> all right, so NXT tag team title match: Imperium defeated Kyle Riley and Vaughn Wagner, and then Wagner, that no good big son of a bitch, he. He tried to turn on Kyle O'Reilly, and then Kyle O'Reilly saw that coming and throws up the undisputed sign, which, like, it's undisputed. You're the only member left. Yes, that's for sure. It's it's population you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And then he did, like, crotch chops. I was was, like, what are we doing here? I was like. He went from (laughs) undisputed to DX to I don't know Look, what. So tonight on NXT, Shawn Michaels and Kyle Riley announced Undisputed Degenerates, the brand new stable coming to you. So <laughs> I actually don't hate it. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, as long as Shawn finds his hairpiece. So, uh, so, oh, don't do that to me when I got a cough, man. What the hell? So let's ask this question again. But I'll start it this way. <coughs> Because it's a little different. Von Wagner turns on Kyle O'Reilly. We hear that his his contract is expiring, so you assume he's leaving too. But do you but to have Kyle O'Reilly get the advantage of Von Wagner tells me maybe he's resigned for a little bit. Because if you're literally about to have him beat down one of the up and comers NXT on his way out the door, why are you doing that? McCarthy, any thoughts? Like is O'Reilly out or is he back for a little bit? Because it feels like they have to have a match. I think he is out and he's getting the hell beat out of him tonight to send him out the door. Okay. 
to be honest, I mean, I love, I like Kyle O'Reilly. I have nothing against him, but that, that tends to be it. We've seen it a few times the past few years where exiting wrestlers don't get the FU treatment, if you will. But I don't think that's going to be the case with Kyle O'Reilly. I think he's going to get the hell beat out of him tonight and we won't see him again. So, so Bo Johnny Gargano. So this is going to be a historic episode of NXT 2.0. You think it's going to be the final episode of Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly? I think so. That's going to be historic. What do you think, Napper? I actually think he's right. Uh, it is kind of weird. The way it's the way it's weird. The way they handled two different possible firings. At the same time. Well, I guess one wasn't really a firing, but... I don't think either one is. Their contracts are up. That's not the same thing. <sighs> Quit putting... Yeah, you hush. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird how they're... Okay, what I meant to say was it's weird how they're handling two different send-offs at the same time and handling them very, very differently. And I don't know if that was by design or they just thought, eh, one guy we really, really like, the other one, not so much. We don't like his buddies, so let's just beat the well, crap was, out of him. I was being kind of facetious. I think Vince respects Kyle O'Reilly. Apparently he not. He about to put him in a cage and get his ass whooped. I mean, wouldn't you, if if he's leaving and he started something with this giant dude, you have to put the guy over as you go out the door. That's old school wrestling right there. Yeah. You got to do it. No, it's, you do. He's have not to do really it. getting I just, shoveled or anything. I was just being <laughs> facetious in the fact that he, he's going out on his behind, and I think it'll be his last night. But it, it, it's his job as someone that is probably leaving to help put over the next generation. Well, I think your facetiousness is egregious. That's fair. <laughs> the, the other thing I think is, I just thought it was weird that he did the undisputed era thing. Like, what was the? I, I need more clarification about what that was about. I wonder on that, top of the crotch chops. I wonder if that was his version of Bret Hart uh, doing WCW. Maybe. Uh, I wonder if that was his. Look, this is where I'm going. We're going to get the band back together. But what? Because this. I mean, that's what not about Roderick Strong. What? He's still there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is true. We totally forgot about Roddy. <laughs> I know you guys did. That's why I brought him That's up. because he's in a better stable. Diamond Mine. <laughs> Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine. You an era? <laughs> it's an era of diamonds. Those Creed brothers are badass, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah, good they are. good I'll stuff. I'll tell you what, they can take all three of us and spin <sighs> us like lotto balls. So, <laughs> but I wonder, see, I'm, I'm convinced that Johnny Gargano's out the door. Yeah. I think Kyle Riley's out the door, but I'm not sure. I'll, I'll admit, I'm not completely because, convinced. Because I'm like, that screams like we're at least going to have a feud, and maybe you signed up for one more NXT pay-per-view. I don't know. Yeah. Like, because it's weird if we just have a match and then... He's like, gone. Yeah, it's just... It's just Even not. if he gets the crap beat out of him. Well, I mean, I, but he needs to... If he if he's getting the crap beat out of him and leaving, he needs to get uncomfortably beaten down. Yeah. I mean, I want some color. I want yeah. something that makes you go, damn, this Von Wagner, he if you piss him off, he can beat the holy hell out of you. And I because, hope it happens for a little bit. Because of, right now he just looks like 
the weird guy from the Goonies. The happy green giant. Yeah. He's yes. the jolly green giant at this point. You know, because th- his face looks like it's a... It, it, I said it when he first debuted. Like, you look at the entrance that they gave him, and it looked like they had, like, fire coming out and everything. I'm like, he's like the maskless version of Kane walking out to me right now. But he was smiling yeah. and, like, happy. Yeah. I'm like, no! The problem this is- man looks like he wants to kill somebody without even, like, moving his face. The- Please, can we make him look like a killer? The problem is, is as soon as he starts moving his face, he looks like a creative wrestler on one of the WWE 2K games. <laughs> That's honestly you got what his face looks like. <laughs> it looks like a call. That's what it looks like. <laughs> God. It looks like one of the old, remember SmackDown vs. Raw? Oh, of course. That's what Von Wagner's face looks like when he starts moving. That's it. And I look, he looks like an art of, he looks like AI has come to life in NXT. There's nothing about that face that screams. Because he just looks like the big dopey, you know, he looks like, you know, hunchback in Notre Dame Disney style. Like, looks like a member of the Goonies. As soon as, like, if he's just standing there, I'm fine. When he's Pierce's bodyguard, I'm like, that kind of works. But as soon as he starts to show any emotion, I'm like, you look like a big goof and you're not any good. (laughs) Just furrow your eyebrows. That's all I need you to do. Just furrow your eyebrows. Don't move any other muscle on your face. And we're good. Like, damn it, it's called game face. Stop stop smiling. You're bigger than, uh, you're six foot 12. Bigger than half the roster. You You look like Shrek. Just, <laughs> just look mad, like, you. Because I mean, frankly, he looks like an ugly son of a bitch. But like, there's so much more you can do with him. Instead, he looks like this just lovable baby face. He looks. We're gonna have to put a mask on him. He looks just well. He can borrow one from Carmella, but. <laughs> but I mean, just frankly, he does. His his facial just ruins it for you. What do you think, McCarthy? Am I right? I know I'm overselling for the sake of entertainment a little bit, but I really do genuinely hate his facial expressions. Don't you think there's something wrong with his face? I mean, I don't want to say there's something wrong with it. Yes, you do. Be mean. Be mean, Jason. Be me. I don't want to be mean. He hasn't pissed me off yet. We'll wait All right, Jericho's washed. Wait, what? <laughs> Be mean. Jericho's washed up. Jericho's not even in the top five greatest of all time. Really, he's not. I mean, probably about 11th. And this guy needs an entire facelift to learn how to give the proper facial expressions to really get over the fact that he is a giant monster of a man that everyone should be afraid of. (laughs) Enough of the smiley nonsense. It is time. It's time to be angry and destroy everyone. There, is that better? That he, was better. Good he, job. He looks like a just a giant dodo bird. It's <laughs> what is? It, it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, and there's, I, I see potential in the fella, but then you look at that that face, and you're like, what in the hell are you doing? Sell it to me. Don't play a wrestler. Be the wrestler. <laughs> the entire the segment is just clipped. I want to watch this on a freaking loop. <laughs> because he's a, he is. He's an aspect of... He looks like, he, he looks like he's as green as anything I've ever seen because he looks like he can hardly cave him. Yeah. Yeah. Go out he to work. He is green as 
It's like Taker told Drew McIntyre, don't play the wrestler, be the wrestler. For that, for that two hours or whatever, that's who you are. Instead, he looks like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. Did you have that meal in catering today? Jesus. Oh, ho, ho. It just, it just totally. I mean, holy Moses. Have you ever seen a less intimidating big guy? I look more intimidated when I'm pissed off. Wait, I can do this. There's got to be at least one. No, there isn't. Uh, a guy of his stature, like, he looks like he looks like a happy-go-lucky Vladimir Kozlov. It's just... Like, <laughs> he just does. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I don't remember what his full name was, but the, the guy that did the dancing that somebody called his mama... Rodus Clay? Yeah, there you go. I mean, different oh, yeah. body size, but well, he's now, in, you know, he's now the NWA Television World <laughs> Champion, and also he works for. I Fox did not News. know that. Yeah, and also he works for Fox. He works for Fox News, believe it or not, Tyrus. Uh, so yeah, that's my rant on that. Uh, so you think Kyle Riley's done tonight? I think so. Let's hope Vaughn Widener is too. I think it's a little less concrete than Johnny, but I have to agree with McCarthy. Well, we're at least dry on the cement. Okay. All right. Finally, Raquel Gonzalez, Yoshirai, Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray. They defeated Toxic Attraction, Kota I in a brutal War Games match. Wrong team won. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to get a new era established. Yeah. We're trying to change things up. Why doesn't Dakota Kai ever get one of Raquel Gonzalez? Hell if I know. Because she's better than she is. Like, yeah, there were a couple times in that match where I was like, damn, she still hasn't gotten better. I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying a, to be mean to Raquel Gonzalez, but like she still moves like she did when she almost broke Dakota Kai in half. Yeah, it's... It, it's like the Nia Jax syndrome. I know they're trying to like build her like this sort of kind of glamazon Beth Phoenix thing, but right now she's not half the competitor that Beth Phoenix was, and frankly can still be when she's in the Rumbles. Yep. What do you think she's going to do now? She's getting involved with Edge and Miz and Reese for sure. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I didn't I, think about that. I'm thinking mixed tag at the Rumble or something. Well, and I mean, one. when you look at this War Games match, like the whole the whole NXT 2.0 thing is about the new era. And yeah, Mandy Rose has been around for a while, but not this Mandy Rose. She finally got her due. The people in Toxic Attraction have titles. Like, why aren't we putting them over? Is it like, oh, we can't have too many heels win tonight? Like. That shouldn't be the case. But we wanted to give it to new and up and coming Cora Jade. Yay! The twenty year old still needs to work on her selling. Crap about Cora Jade. What'd you say, Jason? I said she still really has to work on her selling, like real bad. Like not for a second did I think her shoulder was really separated. No, because she like screamed for like two minutes and then I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. But eh. she need I'll tell you what she needs to take notes on. And, you know, I know they're both gone from the company now, but I don't know how you sell like that. When we saw Nia Jackson, even resell Shayna Baszler, like it was the worst thing that ever happened to them. And we both have, we have our criticism of those two women, but they sold like hell. 
and yet she can't. Future endeavor kick. Uh, <laughs> but I'll give aside, they sold incredibly well, especially Nia Jax. You thought, yeah, I thought you thought Nia Jax was dying. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I, I meant to bring that up on SmackDown. That was Nia, Nia Jax, Nia Jax especially, but both of them. But Nia Jax sold that like Ricky Morton back in the day. And yet we have Cora Jade, I know, developmental and, and wants to establish superstar. No, Cora Jade's been on the Indies for years. I don't know what school you went to, but somebody better teach you how to sell because right now, uh, I, I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't trust her to sell me water at all if I was in the desert. I mean, Nia Jax sold pain to her hole better than this. <laughs> <laughs> But genuinely, it's like, and I don't understand how Cora Jade's so green because she's been on the Indies a little while. I understand that it's a developmental thing. But again, the developmental thing is a, is a crock of crap because it has, if it's truly developmental, if it's truly just that, stick it back on Peacock. You have two, two prime time hours on Tuesday night, and there's plenty of companies, there's plenty of television shows, there's plenty of everything that would kill for those two hours on prime time television on USA Network. Miss me with the, well, they're still learning. No, if you're not ready for national TV, get the hell off of it. Learning can be 205 Live. Learning can be main event. Learning can be, I have to go seek out that crappy wrestling. Which never made any sense to me why they, A, don't give those shows a little bit more time than they do. But, B, why it seems like those two shows have gone to the island of relevance, uh, irrelevancy. Like, you look at Dark and Elevate, like Elevation and Dark, and they build them up. Like, why is WWE not doing any of that? Well, because it's because it's different. Tony Khan, the one thing I'll give him right now, and it be, could be different down the line when he's a bitter, jaded, old, out-of-touch guy. An old codger. But, but, frankly, WWE for right now, content-wise, other than the pay-per-views, it's a conveyor belt. They don't really care. It's just to put more and more content out there. It's a conveyor belt of content. It's the same thing. That's what it's all there for. It's just so they can go, we have over 15,000 hours on the Peacock Network. Don't you agree, McCarthy? It's just a conveyor belt. Yeah, you're 100% correct. It, when this, and it all kind of started with the network, but it got, it's gotten progressively worse since Peacock bought the network. And they had all these ideas to change what NXT truly was because, I mean, I know you, I don't always agree with everything Tony Khan does, most of it that, that would be a fair assessment. And I know you guys don't, but I mean, he uses dark and elevation for what they're for. But the thing is, he promotes it too. And I think that's the problem with, you know, NXT UK and 205 Live. They don't even promote it. It's just there. Yep. It's just, and honestly, and, they used to. Yeah. They used to promote 205 Live matches. When they had they, who? Like Tony Nice and Enzo More. Yeah. You know, those, yeah. those guys that could talk and bring people in, they would promote 205 Live. It's and weird. They stopped doing it. They stopped caring about the Cruiserweight division as soon as Enzo was fired, let go, whatever. Did they really care about it then, though? I think you could argue yes. I really do. Maybe they didn't, but he was so damn good, he made it matter. Yeah, he did. He Remember? made he made it matter, but I don't think they've ever really 
But it is. It's do you get the impression they're going to do away with that title soon? Yes. McCarthy? The cruiserweight? Yeah. I think so. Do you think they're going to replace it with something? No. What are they going to replace it with? I'm starting title? to... Well, I'm starting to wonder if they're going to try to do their own kind of AX division title. I would bring back the European Championship. Go old school. You know who the first champion could be? Volta. Volta. He's coming to the States, y'all. We'll see. But he has no business around the European Championship. He needs to be fighting for the NXT Heavyweight Championship. Gotta give it a little time. Give it a little time. Give him a little time. Win a little time. He's, he's, he's European. It. It's fine. It'll be fun. It's fine. It'll be fun. He'll, only if he holds both at the same time will it be fun. I mean, I'm cool with that. Way too low here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get up. This week I'm watching a cripple struggle. <laughs> Hey, guess my looking for the damn son of a bitch. Good lord. Great content. Great content. Okay, I feel better. Why am I so low? I started out like here. Slowly the chair just went. Damn, I'm that heavy. It's the holidays. (laughs) All right. It's the holiday season. All right. They they just don't care to convey around. Just like those damn trains in those old Christmas movies. Damn conveyor belt of the same, the same, the same. That's what, that's what it is. I told a, I told a buddy of mine who used to watch wrestling. I was like, really? All it's about now are conveyor belts these days. Oh, yeah. Every now and again, there's a meaningful episode, but overall, it's just to build the next pay per view. The pay per view is the only time they really seem to care, in my view. That's uh, pretty much and it, it. Honestly, I would say it's more the wrestlers that care <laughs> than the company themselves when it comes to those pay per views because the matches have been stellar. Like, even though War Games, we've seen better War Games matches, but. The effort was there from everybody on the show. So there's still that pride in their work that WWE has to fall back on from these wrestlers. But I still don't think they even care about the the pay-per-views, for instance, because it's on Peacock. They already got their money. I'm sure they get a cut of the $6 that everybody gets. But do they, though? Like, I don't know. Because you get so much more with that $6 than just WWE programming. Tony Rogers sent you literally. I did see that, actually. Okay, I can hear you now. I was getting worried. (laughs) Oh, it's because he was muted. He asked you a question. But why in the hell is Cody... Are you going to do it five times again? No. Okay. Why is he literally setting himself on fire? On a... Like, I'm a... You guys know I'm a Mick Foley mark. Like, he's one of my dudes. So I, I don't have any problem with violence. Like I, I, I love ECW. I don't have any problem with violence. 
I don't, if it calls for it, there is nothing about this feud. There damn sure is nothing about your regular TV programming. Save that disturbing shit for the pay-per-views. Maybe then you'll do it better. Like, yeah, the reason he's on fire so bad is because he did it horribly. Like, oh, my. Well, and let's not forget, um, who the hell told Brandy Rhodes to use two bottles of lighter fluid? Yeah, that's that's another thing. Like, what are we what are we doing? Like, and and like you said, this feud is not now if I guess I could have seen it make more sense with Malachi Black. That's more of a blood feud than Rhodes and El Idolo. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I, and it, it does like a hardcore match, sure, that's fine. Whatever. You know, it is what it is. But when you introduce flame and tables, that's a blood feud. Like what has Andrade done to Brandy Rhodes to have her come out and set a table on fire? And and why Absolutely is she coming out to set the table on fire? Uh, yeah, it just does. It doesn't make sense. It, uh, like, I think it. And th- this is what kind of what we've been talking a lot about. Why Cody should turn now? He's trying to goddamn hard. Yes, you light a table on fire on a in a match that does not call for it. You are trying too hard to get the crowd back on your side. Just turn heel. You don't have to be heel forever. Just turn heel because now it's affecting the matches because now they're not even like they're bit so busy booing Cody Rhodes because they're tired of the squeaky clean baby face Cody Rhodes that Andrade can't even get his proper heat. We should hate Andrade right now. We should hate Malachi Black right now. But the problem is, one, they're way too damn good Two, they're going against somebody that no one wants to see baby face right now. They and, just don't want to see it. It's yeah. been proven week after week after week after week. Like, yeah, sure. Good for you. Stick into your guns. But, bud, it's time. You are not John Cena. You cannot pull this off. Well, now he's missing the most important part of what John Cena did. John Cena got booed and he didn't care. Yep. He Cody just cares. said, I'm going to be me. And if you don't like it. Uh, you know, he cut promos on it every week. Some of you like me, some of you hate me. And he embraced it all the time. Honestly, Cody should have embraced it two weeks ago when they threw the damn weight belt back at him. Yeah. I don't condone throwing things at wrestlers. It hit the ropes. I laughed, not going to lie, because it was hilarious. But that should have been his come to Jesus moment, if you will, of, oh, my God, I need to turn heel. Well, I don't care if you're going on publicity stunts. I don't care that you have a daughter. At some point in time, you have to. You have to do well, this because you're not John Cena. I actually he think he's got to do one of two things. Either you're right and he's got to turn heel, or he needs to, because you're right, this certainly affected this match. If you're going to be as stubborn as John Cena is slash was with it, then be as stubborn as John Cena and just do your thing. And at least acknowledge it. Be yeah, because that's what John on some of those like every time they go to Philly, he get eaten alive. Chicago eaten alive. Remember when when he was at the uh, Hammerstein Ballroom of the ECW show? It oh looked God. like he was going to get literally murdered out there. I mean, there were if Cena wins, we riot, riot. signs. I mean, that was insane. And I, now, and I 
and I've heard, and I don't know this, but 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 I have heard, and I think Pritchard talked about some on this podcast. They've heard rumblings that there was a section of fans fully prepared to do whatever they had to do if he won that if he won that match. I believe it. And I, I've seen some of that on message boards saying there were certain rows that were like, look, if he wins, we'll all take the, well, whatever, whatever happens, happens. That's how hated he was on that night. And you know what John Cena did? He literally put his head down, held the damn belt up and said, come on with it. <laughs> he didn't care. The, big, the biggest thing is, I mean, I'm sure it bothered him, but he never once complained. He never came out and tried to explain himself like Cody has. Like you said, he just ran with it and he acknowledged the fact that some people hated him and some people loved him, but it always ended there. It never went into, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing that. Excuses after excuses after excuses. He just went with it to this day. It's freaking John Cena to this day. He does that because as I remember, I went to that live event in Detroit and I told you for whatever reason, that was a much more kind of older crowd house show wise than I was expecting. So it was back to the old 50 50 for that night. And he stood there on the ramp and acknowledged both sides. He heard the let's go Cena, Cena sucks. And he played into both of them. He's because again, it was that for whatever reason that night in Detroit, it was, I heard a bunch of the old, you know, his, his theme song hit and there was a bunch of the old John Cena sucks. That whole thing. For whatever reason, that crew, that crowd was like, John Cena is still a full-time ass. And so, for whatever, and guess what he did? He did what he always has done. He played right into it. He, like, he understood they're saying John Cena sucks, so he put his, he went like this, and it's come on with it. That's what you do. If Cody's going to be this John Cena wannabe, then be him. Play into it. Kill us with kindness. Kill us with kindness. But the moment... Here's the problem. McCarthy hit the nail on the head. I was very on board with him being stubborn, and I still kind of am. But I sat and watched this match, and I said, he's literally letting it dictate a match. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, your father would never do that. No. Your father, like, he didn't even put the brakes on when the horseman nearly got killed when they broke his leg. They were all trying to stab the horseman on the way out. Like, that's how it works. Dustin Rhodes wouldn't even do something like this. No. Dustin, he's, he's a prime example of uh, uh, running with whatever they want. Because Goldust was heel, face, heel, tweener, face, and he just rolled with it. For 15 years. Take what the, it's, we're all football fans here. What does a quarterback got to do uh, when they're playing good D? Take what the defense, defense gives, gives you. you. Take, guess what? Crowd's playing some good D. <clears throat> Take what they give you. And, and it just, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I said, he's really doing this to try and, and, and get good pub, trying to get good, like, we, everybody respects you. The problem is, is now you're, you're letting he's going to get eaten alive in every town now. Yep, and it's only going to get worse because anyone and a much more quote unquote smarter to the business fan base watches AEW. So we all know 
The reason he tried to show his whole ass last week is because he's frazzled by the fact that, oh, he's getting booed mercilessly. Get booed! Or turn! And and now that you bring that up, like, a a more, a a proper feud that this would have fitted to would have been him and Brody. Yeah. Why weren't you pulling out flaming tables against Brody? Like, you what dyed you, and, your and, hair black. And and that's where, yeah, he dyed his hair black, thought we were going to get a more serious Cody Rhodes, and we didn't. And I think that was really the start of this. So do I. Because it was like, oh, something different from Cody. Because he's great in the ring. He's good promo when he's not trying to placate to us. Because when he first came in, and he was really making everything when it, AEW first started that first year, there was real heart <clears throat> behind the promos he was giving, and he wasn't trying to win everybody over. He was just going out and cutting promos. Now he's trying to win people over with promos and with matches, and it's not going to work. We're not stupid. It's not 1985. I don't understand. We know, we know what you're doing. I don't understand why he thinks he's better than his father. Dusty was a great baby face. But he turned heel when he felt the need, when he saw the writing on the wall. Hell, he even succumbed and turned heel and joined the NWO. And I'm not saying that was a good thing. I'm saying if Dusty was willing at that stage to try something different, why aren't you? Like, Dusty Rhodes was already an icon by the formation of the NWO. And he tried something different. I... I'm okay with the fact he didn't want to turn heel. I because I've told you guys in a weird way I respect it. Stand there on your island, but then stand there on your island. You cannot patty cake this. This is not hokey pokey. You can't be one foot in, one foot out. Either do what John Cena does, and that's okay, Boomy. That's fine. Let's go. Bring it. Or 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 turn heel. Pick one. This half-assed version of I'm going to somehow win him over. No, you won't. No, you won't. And he honestly, he could be the biggest heel in the company because they don't have a lot of serious heels right now. We have Malachi Black, we have Andrade, we have FTR, but and MJF to a a degree, not seventy five, eighty percent of a degree, because sometimes he comes off more hilarious than he does. I mean, he's hated for sure. But we don't have that hardcore serious heel. Cody can be that. I think AEW needs that because they're stuck. I don't want to say they're stuck in a rut, but they're in this position where, you know, Adam Cole's having fun with his friends. So he's not out here being the super serious heel. I mean, Malachi is. But after Andrade and FTR, the, the well gets kind of dry of serious heels. There's not enough. And that all started when Inner Circle went face because they were serious as hell as heels. I'm as- fine with Cody Rhodes continuing trying to be a baby face. That's what he wants to be. Yep. What I'm not fine with is <coughs> actions have consequences. Take it and live with it or don't. You made your bed. Either get the hell out of it or lay in it. He can either fix this if he wants to fix this because he'll get over like Hogan and the NWO when he turns heel. Or he can be John Cena. Pick one. But John Cena understood that this is going to have ramifications. Some people are going to love me. Some people are going to hate me. And as, as was proven by my Detroit Live event, 
that hasn't entirely gone away and it probably never will because people go, why didn't you ever turn? All right. Darby Allen and Sting defeated the gun club. I don't have any major issues with this. My major issue is, is this, and let me know what you think McCarthy. I thought this should have been saved for winners coming and announced in advance. When, when sting is getting back in that ring, it needs to be hyped. It needs to be promoted. It needs to be talked about. And I thought, wait until winter's coming to have that happen. What are your thoughts? I, I'm going to agree with you on that. It, what better way to have Sting's one-year anniversary Because in a match? Because at yep. this point, at winter's coming, is, is Sting going to wrestle at this point? Probably not. He goes months in between matches as, as it's his prerogative at his age and the history, injury history that he has had. Not complaining that he goes a few months yep. in between matches. Plus, you don't lose the Sting luster that way. But now, what, what are we going to do? It, it's winter is coming. He showed up and changed everything. Now there's no – you can reference it, but I think this would have been a better reference for winter is coming. After being back for a year, he's going to get in the ring on the night that he showed his face in AEW and changed the landscape. And yep. that You can spin this so many different ways if you just wait for a second. Lazy booking. Just wait a little bit. Uh, a delayed gratification. Because uh, I thought, man, that works because you can tell whoever's on commentary that night, because uh, we know that Jim Ross is off for a little while. Tell the story. One year ago, he changed this business again, as he's done many times. And here we are one year later, essentially to the day, like one day or whatever. And he's in the ring on TNT for AEW. Don't undersell. Don't don't undervalue how special this is, folks. Because it is. He's Sting. He's WCW's Undertaker. He's AEW's Undertaker. Like he's a big damn deal. He's an icon. He's one of the. He's the reason that Jeff Hardy became a wrestler. <laughs> like, and a meme all at the same time. Like that's that's that, that should say. <laughs> I don't Everything know if it was you the need same to know. Time. <laughs> say, not funny. <coughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone's got problems. All right, Napper. Yeah, Travis. God. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Thank you. All right, but yeah, I just when Sting gets in there, you need to promote it at least a week, if not more. Probably more, but at least one week because. Give it time to pop a rating. Give it time to get a few people. Because yeah, even me as dialed in as I am with AEW, it's like, oh, wait, we, really? Sting's wrestling tonight? Yeah. And that was just, you know, after work saying, hey, what's AEW got going on? Oh, Sting's like, wrestling. Like, what? Sting's wrestling? Like that. I shouldn't have to look on, you know, AEW Dynamite previews to know that Sting is wrestling. I shouldn't look at Twitter to find out that Sting is wrestling. What? I should have been told at least the week before. Because, frankly, you they, they may not know this, and they probably don't care, but I damn sure would have talked about it and hyped it up, because when Sting gets in there, it's important. He's Sting. That, he, he is an icon. He, he's... He's the biggest non-WWE star there's ever been and ever will be. Period. Like, other than his small run 
His entire iconic career was truly made in WCW or TNA. He became this legend without the WWE because he was already well there when he got there. You should value the hell out of him. And they do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying you should milk that cow for all it's worth. Beat it into the ground. That way you can draw a million viewers because I promise you a few of the WWE lifers, you know, that 50 plus demo that they do really well in. I promise you, if you promote for a week or two that Sting's getting in, some of those 50 year olds are going to come over and watch. Guarantee it. And all eyeballs matter, so I don't I don't know why you wouldn't do it. All right. Should be a t shirt for WWE and AEW. All eyeballs matter. Ruby Soho defeated Chris Statland in the TBS tourney quarterfinals. Uh, I'm gonna say this again, as I've said before a few times this show. Wrong woman won. Yep. Wrong woman won. I get it. Ruby Ruby is trying to... I know that Tony's trying to rebuild Ruby because Ruby didn't have the greatest treatment of WWE. I respect it. But the problem is, in my view, <clears throat> let's not rebuild Ruby or any other non, uh, non-AEW original, to be honest, in the face of squat, not squashing, but kind of stepping on their own original talent. Statlander's got it. She's got an interesting look, an interesting gimmick, whether I like it or not. Uh, she's she's attractive. She's athletic. She's got everything you kind of want. And yet, and she's been there for pretty much day one. You could even sell on the fact that she had a horrible knee injury that you could call career-threatening to some extent. I, I just, there's, I understand you're in a tough spot. <laughs> But I hate when people come to another company and it's pretty much front of the line. What do you think, McCarthy? I think this is some of the most egregious booking that Tony Khan and AEW have put forward thus far. Like you said, what a story. What a story. She's been there since day one, has constantly, constantly improved her in-ring game. She got bigger on a diet of boom chicka pop and freaking ice cream. Like, come on. This girl has worked very, extremely hard to come back to your company and you have Ruby Soho beat her. Ruby Soho does not need the TBS championship. She shouldn't be anywhere near it. She's not there. You're trying to rebuild her. This is not how you do it. You do it by having her go against every heel woman's wrestler on the roster and showing that she truly belongs like Chris Statlander has and continues to do. This is a slap in the face of the galaxy's greatest alien. Egregiousness at its highest level. There is absolutely no reason Ruby Soho should have beaten Chris Statlander. No reason whatsoever. Who's booking this, Vince? Sometimes you think so. With this one, you're like, what the hell are you doing? You have a home. This is one of the. They're getting there with their homegrown stars, but this is one of the. What? As far as women go, you got Britt Baker. Really no other homegrown female stars just yet. 
Because Cargill isn't there. She's not ready. So she can't have the TBS championship. She's just not ready. She's doing too many squashes. She hasn't improved enough. But this Chris could have been your your second homegrown woman's star. Strap the TBS title to her. What are you doing? I get Hikaru Shida not moving forward in the tournament. She's had her time in the sun. She doesn't need this championship. But Chris Statlander does. Chris Statlander has earned it. So who do we give it to now? I mean, who's even... Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Ruby Soho. Thunder Rosa. Out of those names, I would be okay with Thunder Rosa or Jade just for the sake of trying to get her over. I agree. But anyone else? And I'm not... I agree with you. Jade isn't there yet. She's, She's still green. But I would respect the fact that you're trying to legitimize her. Even and, if it's not I mean, you know, like you, that, you, you said numerous times, we never know how these people are going to react until you strap a rocket to them and see how they do. Well, because let's look at it this way for a second. <clears throat> the reality is, from a wrestling standpoint, Goldberg wasn't ready. From a character standpoint, he was. And he goes on to, I know he creates controversy among us. Broken aside, he's going on to have a, a, a illustrious career. And he never has been and never will be a great wrestler. Now, it's a little bit different. I think he stopped caring to a certain degree once he got up and became that. Yeah. But all can aside, they knew he was green as, as, as dollars. And they said, but look at him. He's money. Same thing with Jane Cargill. Look at her. She's money. Mm-hmm. So I, would, I, I, I agree Thunder Rosa should be it. But I'm not upset if it's Jade because. Do we ride if it's Nyla Rose? I don't know if we riot, but I mean, she's been champion before. I don't know. This needs to go to someone else. We we can't be pleased. Uh, (coughs) But if Ruby Soho is, that's that's absolutely a a travesty, frankly. Because you're you're not there. And you're also legitimizing every critique anybody's ever had about your company by promoting her to the top. Well, because I'm, from the beginning, I'm about to look at this from another angle in just a second. But uh, when we talk about uh, Brian Danielson, but uh, it's it's different. No, again, Ruby Soho has her fans. Don't get me wrong; people were excited to see her. And we should be, but she's not known the world over and beloved. Right? She she's not CM Punk. She's not Brian Danielson. Uh, she's not Sting. She's not. You know, any of those guys that, that, or gals that have come on in and really taken the thing by storm because you didn't, whether that's due to lack of opportunity or not, you didn't earn it at anywhere, so you can't just have it at AEW. Um, yeah, if Ruby Soho wins, I'll be, oh, I'll be pretty, pissed. I'll be pretty damn upset about it. Um, I'll, be, I'll be pissed, and, and, be, and quite frankly, a big part of it is because she hasn't shown us what, say, a Brian Danielson has shown us. She hasn't shown us what an Adam Cole has shown us as far as coming in and kind of tearing the house down and having nothing but good matches. She doesn't have the chemistry with these women yet. She doesn't know them that well. She has no business winning this championship. But I'm scared she's going to. So am I. 
We'll see. All right, Brian Danielson uh, defeated Alan Angles. So, I want to talk about this because we talked about some last week, but McCarthy wasn't on the show because he was busy with other commitments. I got to tell you, McCarthy, because here it comes from the other angle. I don't think this will happen at all, but I believe it damn sure should. Brian Danielson should beat Adam Page for the world championship. Remember I told you this last week. Can I tell you why? For you, for you, well, rebuttal. Yes, of course. Um, the reality is, when you think about big heel stars uh, or big face stars, period. Brian Danielson's on that list. He's becoming the planet's champion again, as you can kind of tell. Fickle, fickle, right? And I look at him and I go, my God, he's just, no disrespect to Hangman Adam Page, but I go, he's just better than him in every single way. He just is. Like, I'm not trying to, it sucks because honestly, they shouldn't have booked the match this soon because it's a, it's an outclassing because Hangman ain't there yet in terms of like, you don't go, Hangman Adam Page. Brian Danielson is one of the best wrestlers on the planet, one of the best wrestlers of all time. And if he loses to Heyman Adam Page, and he will, I, I believe that very firmly, it's like, damn, who's going to be the guy eventually to get it done? You, you've, you've, you've screwed the pooch, in my opinion, by booking this so soon. Like, cause oh, but when I said Daniel Bryan shouldn't even be in the freaking main event, I'm terrible. You are terrible. You are. I mean, that's beside the point. Um, Look, I do. I just you go ahead and go ahead and give me your side. I know you disagree, but yes, don't you see what because I'm from, from the very beginning, I said Miro should have won that match for this exact damn reason right here. Everything you just said is the reason I said Miro should have won that damn match in the first place. I didn't think they'd turn Brian Daniels and heel and have him outclass him. I was wrong. All right, damn it. Look, we'd be having the same conversation if it was Miro. No, we wouldn't. No, yeah, we wouldn't. Because I don't give a damn about Miro. Oh, <laughs> I do give okay. a damn about Brian Anderson. No, we wouldn't. I'll tell you why. Because he just said, like, if if Paige beats Brian, who beats him? You're not saying that if he beats Miro. Look, 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 look. Let me just calm you guys down a little bit. I do recall this damn near almost same conversation about who's going to beat Kenny. Who's going to beat Kenny? Who's going to beat Kenny? I'll tell you who's going to beat Adam Hangman Page. It's Adam Cole, baby. No! No! That's who's going to beat him. Because Brian Danielson is there to enhance Adam Hangman Page. But Brian Danielson, as we speak, is probably the best wrestler in that company. You're not wrong. (laughs) Brian Danielson is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You're not wrong. But this is going to be another launching point for Adam Page. There's steps. First, he defeated the mountain that was Kenny Omega (laughs) that no one thought that anyone would ever beat for that title because he just beat everybody. Now he's going to beat someone who can out-wrestle him and out-promo him with his eyes closed to give him another notch on his belt to say he was the first guy to beat Brian Danielson in an AEW ring. 
and then we keep going. Because you got to remember, they have lengthy world title reigns in AEW. So it's going to, when Adam Cole is tired of having fun with the Young Bucks, that is when he challenges Adam Hangman Page, and Adam Hangman Page loses to Adam Cole. I love watching you get prepared for a meltdown. But let's just think about this for a second. In no other world, in no other sport, do we say, we don't go, Tom Brady's backup, it's time he had a shot at the spotlight. When Tom Brady's still better than you in every way, it is so, it's such a hard sell to me because, and again, you were right about the Heyman Adam Page thing. I was wrong, wrong. So hard for me to say, sorry. Um, you were right. Absolutely. And you were right. So here lately, oh, for two. Damn, I got a couple more bats or else it's going to be a damn shitty day. So, but here's okay. the thing. You got that news at the beginning of the, before the show. But here's be the thing. Here's the thing. When someone is better than you in every single way, can out promo you, can out wrestle you, can out draw you, it flies in the face of any logical booking, especially when that guy is not technically on the back end of his career. To ride the wave, go with the momentum, go with what people are going to care about, and frankly, go with something we don't see coming. I know they have long title reigns in AEW. Lately, they've had them in WWE, too. But why not go with the, whoa, didn't see that coming. And I know that that would ruin Hangman Page's momentum, and I understand the conundrum, and I understand the hypocrisy that gives me. I get it. I do. But I look at Brian Danielson, and I go, damn, give him the ball, because right now he's outclassing everybody, and he's been the greatest addition in their history as far as what you want him to do. Because he's still got it. He can still be a majorly over babyface. We just saw that. And now, all of a sudden, I smell a champion of the planet cracking through the cement that is the AEW ring. And I go, man, this guy, this guy, think about it. All he had to do was say the word WrestleMania, and it looked like it was going to be a riot. This guy, this guy, get in the damn belt. Sorry, Adam Page, you're not good enough. That's life. We cut you. Send you to the back of the line. Go win the TNT belt. Go drink. Go be anxious. I don't care. You're not there. Oh, shouldn't have bugged it because now I'm like the hell with that guy. He might not be as beloved as Daniel Bryan was as a face, but Adam Hangman Page is beloved by the AEW faithful. And if you have Adam Cole beat Adam Hangman Page, then down the line, Jungle Boy can get his comeuppance and become AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And then... MJF can beat Jungle Boy for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Everything is connected, and everyone will have their chance to shine. Are you on the writing committee? Admit it. Right here. Well, look, I no did, lies. I told, I told your head. wish I was because I, I think I'm right because I normally am with these things with AEW. Normally, I say normally, like 80% of the time, I'm correct. I just think that's that's the way they go. That's the way I would go. And I feel like me and Tony are like – Friends, even though he doesn't know it. I hear you. think alike. I hear you. I respect that. But at some point on AEW television, you have to to schedule that surgery. What surgery you're wondering? The surgery to have Jungle Boy's head removed from Christian Cage's ass. 
Looking I mean, forward you're to not that. Wrong. You boys have got to understand. I, I, I totally thought you were going in a totally different direction with that one. <laughs> you got to understand. <laughs> Brian Danielson doesn't need this win. Nope. Nope. I respect That's why that. he's not going to win it. Stop it. I'm and talking. He, <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> who, are, who are you? The Miz? Jeez. I mean, I did kind of put at the bottom that he is our resident Miz. Yeah, it's true. So our uh, just less, less, less famous it, Miz. But damn it, when someone is better than you, we we start the best quarterback on the team, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Name, name, me, name me one time right now in the NFL where someone that is clearly not as good as someone else is starting. Clearly, no debate. There ain't I none. mean, Pittsburgh, maybe. No. Oh, uh, that was just. A, I'm sorry. That was Rudolph just a, hadn't been the same since he got his head kicked in. I, uh, I just had to say it. But, Sometimes I wish he would get it kicked in again. But you know, Ow. Brandon <laughs> Joe Burrow is better than Brandon Allen in every single way. We don't. We're not like, hey, let's see what Brandon Allen has. I think Dwayne Haskins at this point in his career is better than Ben Roethlisberger. You're out. Uh, your skull piece. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but still. I, I, uh, can you understand my point, though? Uh, I mean, I ooh, get, I, I get uh, it. San Francisco, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Honestly, I want to take this moment to wish my good other awesome best friends, because I got two best friends on the screen with me, but Casey and Brittany Bassard, happy one-year anniversary. Okay, back to the wrestling. All right. <laughs> Any final what? thoughts on Dynamite before we talk a little Monday Night Raw and get out of here? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should move on before he starts. I don't even know. Did you do the marriage ceremony? Yeah, Is that the that one was, that you... That was, that, that was the my first officiating of a wedding. Okay, I, I apologize then. Then I have yeah, to wonder if it's official. Don't be a jerk, and they are. I've known Casey my whole life. Stop it. Well, trying to be nice. Okay? Well, when you do it, I'm not sure how official it is in God's eyes, but we'll see. Uh, I, I I got ordained by the Universal Life Church. Okay, it's all fair and legal. I signed the papers. All right. So they universally agreed that you would be okay for the job. I'm a good talker. Because you're the hiring process. I don't trust the universe anymore. Wow, that's fair. All right, let's talk a little raw before we get the hell out of here. Becky Lynch defeated Liv Morgan. Did the right woman win? No, they didn't. Tell me I'm right, McCarthy. Liv Morgan should have won this match, McCarthy. While normally I would disagree, this time I I I, I agree. Liv yeah. Morgan has grown leaps and bounds from her time in this company, Wait. and it wouldn't have hurt Becky Lynch at all. I gotta to tell you, Liv, Liv I, Morgan have a title run. I gotta tell you, I didn't think they were gonna put the belt on her until they did that video package. And I was like, damn, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then they didn't. And then they didn't do it. God, I mean. I think you're right, though. It, and as much as it sucks that they didn't pull the trigger on Raw, hopefully, hopefully, they decide to do it at day one. You talk about wrestling's version of blue balls. That was it. I mean, just, <laughs> just do it. All right. So you think Liv Morgan should have won? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. When will she get the belt? I say day one. How about you, McCarthy? 
I'm going to go with Travis and hope to God it's day one. All right. She day has, one. We'll she see. has a reason to ask for a rematch because Becky cheated. All right. Austin Theory attacked Finn Balor after Mystery Man gave Austin Theory another chance to impress him. Um, McCarthy, you weren't here last week. What the hell is going on with McMahon and Austin Theory? What's his going towards? I I don't know. Vince sees something in Austin Theory backstage, obviously. But I don't know where this is going. By the way, I don't know who the hell Vince keeps texting, but let me know. It definitely ain't us. (laughs) It's Stacy Keebler. (laughs) I'd be texting Stacy Keebler, too. I love that he was like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> like you heard some of the old Vince come out because he's like, you're annoyed me. <laughs> Even the facial expressions, like I know his voice is pretty much gone to shit, but like the facial expressions are still there. I was like, yeah, that's Vince. That's the Vince I miss. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe Vince, you know, did some of those pre-tapes with Austin Theory and he was like, oh, okay. We have chemistry. Vince got We're going to make this work. Let's go. Uh, so where Vince is like, Hunter's not here to stop me. I'm bored. Let's do this shit. <laughs> so where where do you where do you think this is heading, McCarthy? Because <laughs> it appears we got it. We got look Austin Theory, Mister Man. They got a thing going on. Chosen one. Chosen one. Where's he I, going? I think the first step it goes is he'll be the guy to beat Damian Priest. For the Intercontinental or the U.S. title. Ooh. I think he is, for lack of a better term, Vince's chosen one right now. He sees he has to see something in Austin Theory to get back on TV after all this time and be involved in an actual storyline with another pro wrestler. It's it's just good to see him, damn it. It really is. I loved when he's he was like, You reminds me a lot of me, quite frankly. It it I think and he's flipping that whole evil boss thing on its head that he did for years. Like, yeah, sure, he's probably still a heel, but he's trying to get somebody over. Now he's just and the that, crotchety mentioned mentor. Well, which I'm fine with that. If it gets Austin Theory over, sure, why not? By the way, he said, by the way, he said jock itch on Raw last night. <laughs> he said, You got the jock itch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, sad my thing, sad, God. The sad thing is he's still probably going to fire Theory. I was like, well, Vince McMahon, the man that says this guy be PEG, goes, you got the jock itch. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, where did they go? They might have the jock itch. Does that say something bad about Linda or what's going on here? Just, uh, but yes, uh, Vince McMahon last night on Raw said the words. I don't remember him saying it ever in his history. So Mr. McMahon's. <laughs> Said the term jock itch. Well, that just means they're not cleaning and drying properly. <laughs> Let me tell you, ladies, he would know. Yeah. So we'll see. Look, I want. That is a good question. How? I want Mr. McMahon and Austin Theory to get in there and have a match. You, you want what? I want, I, want, I want Austin Theory versus Vince McMahon. Why not? One more match for old Vinnie Mac. He can tell you one thing. If he does that, he's not making it to 91 or whatever. He could kick our ass, man. Probably. He still works out twice a day. He can handle it. I don't know if those uh, quads could take it. Might not. Uh, but you say he's not. He might not be the evil boss anymore. He sure slapped the hell out of Austin Theory last week. 
He goes, you got a lot to learn. He's got a point. He's just being, t- it's tough love. It's fine. All right. The Adrian Omos lost to the Street Profits uh, in the RK Bronament, first round match, RK Bronament. Uh, nice to see Randy wear a blazer, by the way. I uh, know, he looks so they, handsome. Glad they got that together. But finally, 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 praise Jesus, AJ Styles and Omos appear to be about ready to go their separate ways. The best wrestler in the world is going to be free again to outclass anything you've seen in AEW history. <laughs> <laughs> Look up was priceless. <laughs> oh, it's just damn true. McCarthy could be an actor. Yeah, he <coughs> he acts like Kenny Omega's better than AJ Styles. I know he acts like AEW's good. Yeah, it's just oh man, Raw is going to be phenomenal as soon as we get rid of the big albatross named Omos. <laughs> we don't have to get rid of him entirely. No, of course not. Undertaker thinks he could be the next Andre. <sighs> He said that on the bump. McCarthy's just still trying to get over what I said. <laughs> I just, I the Undertaker said Omos is the next best thing, next closest thing to Andre the Giant. He really sees that in him. I think I broke McCarthy. So what do you think about the breakup <laughs> of AJ Styles and Omos? Mr. Yeah. McCarthy, isn't it? Don't you just hear that hallelujah chorus, which is fitting because AJ Styles is a very religious man. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good move. It's this pairing has run its course, and it is time for AJ Styles to get back in the title picture. Imagine the matches he could have with Big E, yes. or Seth, or Kevin before Kevin probably leaves. Uh, what do you think about Undertaker saying that Omos might be the next Andre the Giant? I mean, I could see it. He's big. He's muscular. They have pushed him as a monster as far as not being able to be taken off his feet. He doesn't have to do much, and they're not asking him to. Couple years, maybe he could be. We're gonna we're, we're gonna find out here real soon, either day one of the Royal Rumble, depending on when they want to book it. When AJ Styles gets in there one on one with Omos, we'll see what he's got because uh, I think it's gonna be like working with a broomstick. But AJ Styles is gonna make it work. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. Are you excited? You damn sure should be. Turn that frown upside down, damn it. All right. Like I said, he's still mad about what I said. He's so pissy. He really is. He's just cranky. Such a whiny baby. When's the last time you got laid? All right. Don't answer that question. Edge it. I can ask it. He can't answer it. That's fair. That's fair. When I say late, I mean sleep. Lay down. All right. Oh. Oh, did it mean something else? I apologize. All right. Edge and the Miz agreed to battle at day one. Did this promo make you want to see this match? I'll start with you, Napper. No, not really. Um, I thought their first one was a little bit better, even as thrown together as that was. Um, I, 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 it's not that I don't want to see the match, but the, did the promo do anything to make me want to see it more? No. Um, it just feels like a thrown together weird feud. Like I don't. Get the animosity here. And I know they're trying to build to that, but it still feels, it almost feels forced. 
and I, I, I can't get with that. I can't get behind that. I don't. I hate that. That's what it feels like because I think if you legitimately gave these two time to have an actual feud, it would be one of the best things in the company. But it feels like they just went, "Oh, Miz is back here. Let's throw him with Edge." Well, and completely forget the fact that Edge should be fighting for the. WWE Championship at this point. Oh, but hold on. There's still three weeks to day one, and there's nothing to say the feud's over after day one. I can see it going through the Rumble. And I would be okay with that. What about you, Mr. McCarthy? Do, how do you feel about this match? Yes, it is random, but do you have any desire to see it? I mean, it's Edge and Miz, so yeah, because I know there's going to be some pretty good wrestling involved. The The promos thus far have not made me want to see it anymore. And I think a lot of it is because we're getting this transition from Miz from, you know, smart, conniving, smarmy heel to almost whiny heel. Like it's it's gone to a whole nother level. And I, I the, Miz is one of the greatest heels we've seen in a long time. He He does all that old school heel stuff really, really well. But I. I don't think it's a good look and it's not becoming of the Miz to start this feud with I didn't get cheered when I came back from dancing with the stars. It's just not it it doesn't do it for me you as far as people didn't even goes. vote for me. Didn't even vote for me, even though freaking Corey Graves couldn't shut up about it. Well, I don't understand how no one, and obviously they won't acknowledge it in kayfabe, but Dancing with the Stars airs on Mondays. Yeah. Do you know what WWE fans are watching on Mondays? <laughs> Raw. Raw. Yeah. How the hell are we going to get behind you? Stop it. We wouldn't watch it anyway, but we damn sure, like, maybe a few would because you're a WWE superstar and you're, you've been around a long time, but, like, if it's on a Monday or a Friday or a Tuesday or probably even a Wednesday with AEW, <coughs> wrestling fans well, are going to watch wrestling. I mean, like and, Roman and said, Raw's pretty much that. trash, so maybe that's what they banked on. Maybe he thought that because Raw is so trash, they would vote for him because right. they're watching it. You're, you're Let, really? Let's break it down a little bit more. Not my words, there Roman's. A, there, there, there was a time. There was a time that another wrestler was on Dancing with the Stars. Who uh-huh. was much better than The Miz, and we still didn't watch it. Why would we watch it and vote for it now, ten years later? Who? Why? Who? 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 Chris Jericho, that's who. Oh, he was on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. He was. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I didn't watch it. I didn't either, because I didn't even know it. Alright. It's, it's it's not anything we, any of us care about. Yep. Wrestling fans want to watch wrestling, believe it or not. Uh... <laughs> WWE Champion Biggie defeated Kevin Owens still cage match. Any fi- any thoughts on that before we go? Mm, I was just confused why we're having this match um, because we're. I know we got three weeks and we're building up to a feud, but a steel cage match, like just randomly thrown out of the sky. He's got a problem with both, but we're gonna throw him with with Kevin in a steel cage that started the show, which was even more weird. Uh, why? Uh, well, you told me the other, last week or the week, week before that you think Big E very well could lose the belt of day one. Do you still feel that way? I do. 
How do you feel about that, McCarthy? Do you think uh, Big E is in trouble at day one? I think it being a triple threat, yeah, because you can still keep Big E at his spot by having someone else lose. He well, doesn't lose any momentum if he's not the guy that gets beat. Well, we'll make our official predictions on December 21st, the final episode of the year. But right now, who do you think wins that belt? I still stick with Seth. How about you, McCarthy? It's, I'd, if anybody takes it, it's Seth. I feel like it has to be Seth. If we think it's going to happen, it's probably got to be Seth. Because for the same thing we said about Sammy, I, I will say the same thing about Kevin. I don't think either of those men are on this on this roster by this time next year. Um, my question to you, gentlemen, before we go then, is this. Is it possible that they're trying to appease Kevin and say, hey, see, we, we value you. You're a nice piece. I, I think Is it's it? I think it's possible, but I think they've also realized that that doesn't always work. Fair. Because it didn't work with Dean. And they tried real hard with Dean. That's fair. Uh, so what what about what about you, McCarthy? Before we go, what do you think of the possibility of, of a WWE title run to kind of appease him and make because his contract expires early in next year, but not like it, at at day one or anything like it's like February and March. Uh, so what do you think about the possibility of maybe they're trying to appease Kevin Owens to prove, see, we value you. I mean, I'm with Travis. I think everybody knows that that won't work. It hasn't worked. I mean, you, you can go back to WCW and he, how, who shall not be named got a title run to try to appease him and keep him there. And that didn't work. It never works. If you're not happy, you're not happy. The, the title around your waist isn't going to change that. All right. Well, uh, any final words for either one of you gentlemen, McCarthy? No, I, don't, I got nothing. All right. That's Except for don't forget to check out the Bruce Cruz podcast every Thursday, 6 a.m. The only podcast to bring you pro wrestling for your ears. All right, Mr. Navar. I really thought we were going to get through a show without him doing that. <laughs> I was actually going to be shocked. I was going to ask if you were okay. I t- um, no, I was just going to kind of touch a little bit on just what he was saying. Um, where with, with Kevin, it, it doesn't feel like it's going to work because it, that's not a bargaining chip anymore, it seems like. Because now there is so many other options that you can try it, but the leverage is still in Kevin Owens' hands because you could argue, oh, you won't be in a bigger spotlight than this. And you're you're right, but he'll still be in a pretty big spotlight depending on where he lands, most likely AEW. So, unfortunately, it's not as much of a bargaining chip for them to try to pull that kind of send-off. Well... Worth noting, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll update you as the weeks go on. Again, final to the turnbuckle of the year, December 21st. Then we are taking a small breather, small hiatus. We will come back January 25th. So with that, we're out of time, a little overtime, actually. And, uh, and we have something special for that January 25th show. We, we do. We do. So, all right. So with that, we're out of here. We'll see you next week on To the Turnbuckle, presented by Bridge Nation Productions right here on Hill Turn Wrestling. We're out of here.